0: i don't think he's set up as a character who really likes wax being poured on his body but man, no he doesn't like it at but first. man does he have orgasms from it
1: <laughs> welcome to sincast presented by cinema sins
0: Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the Voice of CinemaSins Jeremy Scott. Hello. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share.
1: Hello. God, that was so fucking anticlimactic.
2: What was the two hellos? The two hellos. I feel like I derail it so often by doing something. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah anyway here we are yeah we are here we are, we are all here yeah i you know we can't come up with different ways to say hello after 150 something plus <laughs> yeah podcasts. Man, come on some days it's just some days be it's hello. gonna be bland oh, i'm my sorry God. to
1: say speaking of which yesterday as i was going through this and I, I sent you guys some of those stats and all that stuff but we've been doing this right at three years like uh next week i think it's three years mm-hmm. that's crazy i got a little emotional you got a little emotional i got a little emotional mm-hmm. yesterday thinking about it because like because I started thinking, like, three years, it's a long time, and we've been consistent all the way through, started off in different cities, and now, you know, built out the studio and all that stuff. But then, like, all those, we got a lot of people that wrote in and, like, said how much this means to them in different ways. Like, yeah. Either keeping them awake when they're driving or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, the stuff that we talk about, they really connect to. Some people, one person just recently said, like, uh, you educate me and entertain me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, it, this is This is good stuff, man this is really good stuff and the fact that we you you pull up that world map and there's people in in fucking belarus and like uh cayman islands i don't know i'm coming up there's what botswana i don't know
0: 160 something countries right yes yeah yeah it's wild
1: it's wild
0: obviously um, more it's i guess more listened to in the english-speaking countries Mm -hmm. like england australia you know canadia um, mm-hmm. all those places but uh but yeah it's really nice when we see all these other places in the world yeah man that's crazy to there's think. one
1: person in iran that has listened to
0: us. yes exactly that's crazy wow, to me to that think that's that probably risked his life to do that that's crazy to me to think that yeah definitely we gotta be illegal over there right for sure <laughs> uh it's crazy to me to think that somebody's at the wailing wall listen to us or something like that <laughs> yeah it's that's nuts hopefully yeah. not at the actual wall. right right yeah they Just, probably
2: have like rules <laughs> yeah like yeah behavior yeah rules you
0: definitely that. have those rules um <laughs> but uh today we're gonna go back on the road trip, road road trip. on the road again the most time-honored tradition of all the road trip oh the places you'll go are we there yet no are we there yet no are we there yet no and we're gonna to go to Oregon, yeah. The uh, the other state that people get pissed off if you say wrong for some reason, like Nevada. What is it supposed to be? It's Oregon. Oregon, not yeah, Oregon. Not, yeah. Some people say Oregon. Well, yeah. and then there was that
2: guy that emailed her Comet and said it was it's Oregon. Oregon. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Almost oh, like O R G A N. It's exactly Oregon. Well, this is okay. I lived in Baltimore for six years, and nobody who lives there calls it Baltimore. They all call it Balmer. But it's not because. They like having a catchy name. They're just fucking lazy. They're they tired of Baltimore, Balmer Balmer. Yeah, really. I never heard that anyone living in Baltimore right now. Please chime in. Hmm.
0: Please yeah, we, correct me if I'm
2: wrong. I, this was the 70s and, and early 80s when I lived there, but but we liked to correct people like Pompous Dicks. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't say Baltimore. It's oh, called no. Balmer. Barrett yeah,
0: yeah. and I have a friend who's like very militantly Baltimore, and he. I don't think I've ever heard him say that.
1: That's interesting. I Well, I went through this when I lived in Louisville because it's, it's Louisville. It's not Louisville, and it's Louisville. not Louisville, and it's <laughs> not Louisville. It's Louisville. It's Louisville. Right. And you get used to that, and then when somebody calls it, like, Louisville or Louisville, you're like, what the fuck? Actually, if you go to Indianapolis
2: up there, they all say Indianapolis. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Oh, Oregon, Seattle's hat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I've never been to Oregon. It, ble- it would be, be both Seattle be boots. I don't fucking know. Seattle is Oregon's Can- hat. Canada is, is, is Seattle. hat. I don't fucking know. I went to Seattle once for three days. That's it. That's my Northwest exposure. None of us have been to Oregon, right? I have never been to I've Oregon. i never been. No. I really want to. I hear it's Seattle's pants. I've,
0: yes, exactly. I've only been to, what, I guess two Western states: Mm-hmm. Nevada California. and California. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I I've, I've missed out. I need I need to go up there though. I know a lot of people who live up in Washington and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I would if I went to Washington, I would go down to Portland because and we well, should go up to Vancouver to see our buddy uh, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, man. There's all absolutely- Actually, that's what we should do. Is we should go to Portland and then we have an excursion up to see Jeremy in Vancouver and an excursion down to Seattle to see LaRoche Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Or we just, you know, make those guys both come to Portland and meet us there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's so, not bad. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I hear uh, it's
0: great. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh our first movie on the list is antitrust speaking of (laughs) speaking of beautiful
2: (laughs) why is this set there why is the microsoft ripoff company set it
0: it live in probably something like that you remember tim robbins
2: is like evil bill gates well
0: here's the funny thing i don't know if i've seen antitrust (laughs) the the we were talking about it earlier before the podcast before the microphones were on and all that but uh there's another movie called firewall that came out with harrison ford i have seen that i don't think i've seen antitrust i remember it coming out and i remember actually uh, as a projectionist starting antitrust i don't think i ever saw it though. it is did you see the circle with Emma Watson? i never
2: saw that now it's the exact same movie it's basically the same fucking yeah. movie he gets he gets ryan philippe in one mm-hmm. of his most stellar dramatic turns he is a mm-hmm. blank ass slate man he's such a great coder Mm-hmm. That Bill Gates, I mean Tim Robbins with right. glasses, comes and recruits him to work at not Microsoft,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he's wowed by the campus and the napping lounge chairs mm-hmm. and the yada yada and the whatnot, and he's dating Claire Forlani, who's lovely. Yes. Um. Has any? Has any? Has anybody? I don't know. I don't know how to say this without so sounding <laughs> wrong. She's lovely, but it feels like she was almost never in a good movie, except maybe Mystery Men. Meet Joe Black?
0: Yeah. yeah she, me, Joe Black's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me, and, Joe Black, and I
2: saw it once, but it felt like it's long. Work. And even yeah, though I would,
0: I would never call The Rock good, The Rock is... I would. So I, I always forget simple. she's
2: in that. Yeah. Well, she's not in
1: it very no no so she's carla right she's the the prom queen she's no, nicholas cage no she's sean connery's daughter she's his daughter who plays his wife it's er, uh, vanessa marcel that's
0: right yeah, yeah who um, was on uh las vegas winners and home and fucked the general prom hospital. queen yeah exactly uh, he's like, lisa so, was the prom queen <laughs> <laughs> so he gets
2: recruited he's working for this company and then of course he starts to figure out something shady something's happening. fucked up Microsoft may be doing shady things. Not Microsoft, I mean. <laughs> Maybe sh- Have you guys seen the commercials for this TV preacher who sells the mineral spring, miracle spring water? no he actually doesn't sell it he sends it to you for free along with some other bullshit but like he's interviewing people in churches and one one guy always corrects himself he's like my whole life turned around when i drank the miracle water i mean the spring water because <laughs> i think legally he has to call it spring water not miracle water oh and they've been coached how to speak but he doesn't give a rat's ass but cause... they kept it in the commercial yes because he's <laughs> the people he's reaching with this shit are flat earthers and the other oh, my God, oh yeah and yeah log cabin types um <laughs> 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 sorry um, you know the
0: lumberjacks and the militia men.
2: <laughs> and then you know a thriller ensues will he get the information out to the right people in tongue and will evil bill gates crush his larynx we don't know <laughs> yeah. but we do is claire forlani really his girlfriend or was she a plant all along she mm. was a plant all along <laughs> mm-hmm. uh this this is a tv movie and yes. that somehow had a theatrical release with name
0: stars. Hey, in. Rachel Lee Cook's in it too, right? She
2: yeah, is? she's like another employee there. that are like a former hacker friend who helps him hack his way out. I, don't uh, know I mean. all, There's a lot of hacking. It is one of the worst movies I think I've ever have,
1: seen. Have you ever seen The Circle? Did you ever watch it? No, that?
2: because it looked so bad. And then the reviews came out and it was like, yeah, it's not so good. The Circle is much better than Antitrust. <laughs> That's oh, all there we I'll go.
3: but it's basically
1: the apple version of this fucking movie okay yeah yeah. and so just like apple is probably better than pcs or microsoft Mm -hmm. anyway it's the same thing with that movie. Interesting. Yeah, uh, but yeah, antitrust sucks. Um, do not do
0: this. Then, on the heels of the success of Basic Instinct, Body of Evidence came out. Yeah, Madonna, Madonna and Willem
2: Dafoe. And Willem, De- this is the one with the candle wax. It right? is the
0: candle wax one. Yeah, I
2: watched this because I was a horny teenager. I did too, and I remember thinking Not because I was, I was a horny teenager. <laughs> no, not you. I'm you above that. that. You just love Madonna. <laughs> That's right. Um, and boy, it wasn't as good as um most of these other movies like this i watched because i was a horny teenager
0: oh it's the worst fucking movie like ever. it has none
2: of the campy fun that Bas- basic instinct has yeah
0: it's- this is like what 50 shades would later become right <laughs> mm-hmm. yes because because uh, like willem dafoe like there's points in there where like i just don't i don't think he's set up as a character who really likes wax being poured on his body but man, no he doesn't like it at but first. man does he have orgasms from it <laughs>
1: Boy howdy. Hell oh, man. Does he ever come?
3: I like when he with
1: Oh my god. Madonna fucks everybody in this movie.
0: Yeah, she does. But yeah, you'll only remember the candle wax Yes. Yes. It's,
1: um, it's light BDSM. It's the uh like tying up and stuff like that. But
0: this
2: is right around wasn't Madonna do having her. <laughs> speaking of miley <laughs> wasn't she having a sex
1: phase oh, she was way point. past that i mean yeah. But, but yeah so she was still in that i mean
2: this well, was, she put out a book was she, yeah, sex? Yeah, she put yes.
0: out a book called sex and it was a right around this time yeah, that's yeah. what i'm
2: saying is this is where she was totally fine just being naked all over yeah, it was fact, bedtime she, stories and truth or dare yeah, truth or that dare stuff. was yeah. the other
0: one that i was about yeah because that was the concert film where she decided well it's just you know
1: yeah it's a terrible fucking movie yeah. too and i like madonna's music but doesn't like, she
0: like blow
2: a bottle backstage or is that yeah uh, i think that's right yeah something
0: like that it's been what's, a while since I've what's kind of interesting is you would think <laughs> you would think around that time madonna was like going through that like she was 22 or 23 or whatever but she i think she was in her 30s that came around and everything so she was still like trying to amp up that you know that sexual energy and yeah, everything she was sex she positive
1: man like she, she wasn't
0: ashamed about anything nope. she'd,
1: she'd be out there and doing whatever just like in this movie she's Incompl- She's the dominatrix, quote-unquote. Uh, not formally, I don't think, but that's kind of her thing. She likes to be in control. And, you know, she was in control of her own sexuality. She was the template for somebody like Miley or Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera or something like, like
0: that. Who all did it, like, a well earlier yeah, than, yeah, than yeah. she did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, yeah, Body of Evidence. Yeah. That's a shitty movie. It's a really, really bad movie. Oregon, you're 0 for 2. I will, I will <laughs> die on the hill to say that Madonna
1: is a competent actress
2: oh. yeah. but she's not in this movie. I do, I will take issue with that but also I like how we're scoring Oregon <laughs> alphabetically. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I don't where's Madonna a good actress. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I fresh off having seen a few minutes of Avida and a few minutes of a league of their own and i and yeah,
0: she's pretty good in a league of their own isn't yeah, she? yeah
2: she is she's so yes she's yeah she's got a bit part in that
0: though. yeah i mean of course she's the she's the playing sex madonna crazed,
2: um, wisecracking new yorker yeah. she's playing um uh, herself like where did where did she act in a way that you were like wow she really stretched She really- uh,
1: evita she totally stretched for that
2: yeah i think she's swept away in that movie. swept away yeah mm-hmm. uh you think she's awful in that movie in evita yeah yeah really well, I th- yes, I didn't like that movie one bit. I didn't like the movie either. I thought she was good in it. Though. I thought Banderas was better than her. That was my takeaway, was, wow, he's yeah. a really good singer, and with her, she just seems so wooden.
1: Okay, her singing has never been the best thing about her music. Agreed. So, so yes, I agree with you. Her singing, <laughs> even compared to Antonio Banderas, is, is not on par. I think her acting, though, overall, in that movie... Uh, I liked stuff like Who's That Girl and Desperately Seeking Susan. I thought she was really good in Dick in Tracy. Um, so I think I'm not saying she's you know world class or anything like that. I think she's a competent actress. Okay, that's fine. Uh, no, yeah, this did, this movie not, she's with not Satan.
0: like she's not like what we saw earlier. Brett Favre Barb <laughs> and there's something about Mary. That's <laughs> right, Mary. You
1: know, I'll always you be know, true be to true you. to you.
0: Um. Oh, man uh next one i you know it'll be interesting to see what everybody thinks of this uh Coraline, which i actually very much liked uh (laughs) when it came out i don't remember much about it but i did see it and i did like it
2: this is not a kid's movie well no no. you oh you took your son
1: (laughs) no 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 i haven't shown it to him yet but uh when i watched this for whatever reason i was thinking more maybe a little nightmare before christmas but like that's... i figured it was more of a kids movie this is neil gaiman right yeah mm-hmm. um and it's fucked up <laughs> it's fucked
2: up and that's the thing again i don't know who to blame here i don't blame him <clears throat> maybe the trailer co- company because i went in expecting nightmare before christmas yeah yeah yeah. and i got my i took my wife we were all like oh ah, you know <laughs> what's this what's this and we came out going
3: <laughs> i've seen some shit
2: man yeah and but i do stuff. remember thinking it was good yeah and that oh sure yeah. i just it, never watched it again it's
0: it's excellent I re- and i think it, it may have even gotten a animated oscar nomination too i think it's uh, at it least did. Uh, uh best
1: animated feature production um and best animated feature yes yeah
0: uh henry Selick uh of uh, nightmare before christmas fame is yep. on this even though tim burton's name Completely overshadows his. Is yeah. Tim Burton uh, involved in this? No. Oh, he did in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's it's called Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, even though he's right, and, right, right. <laughs> and 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 then I think uh, Selick went on to do James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. Right after that. Uh, but Coraline, yeah, I remember this being really good. I really like the animation style in this. And uh, I remember just going, man, that was really good. And then that just completely went out of my head afterwards. No, it's yeah.
1: really good. Uh, it's got, like you said, great animation. And the story is really interesting. Uh, You just have to be kind of set up for it. It's it's very macabre. It's very dark. Um, We're talking about, like, ripping people's eyeballs out and stitching their mouths shut and everything but yeah. it's done in this alternate universe yeah so it's kind of safe from it but it interacts with the real world uh so yeah it's it's very interesting it doesn't have the whimsy or like the 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 levity of something like nightmare before christmas but uh it definitely has like the the darkness and the mm-hmm. the 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 crazy crazy stories yeah the, the creature features uh
0: then we have gus van sant's drugstore cowboy uh matt dellon uh uh, in this i haven't seen this in a while but i remember this being like a like almost goofball funny kind of like it's got some drama to it but yeah no it it does have what I think it's a drama more that yeah. has goofball moments it's it. has got real goofball moments, like <laughs> yeah. stuff you don't normally see in dramas or right. in this. And, the, and he's a, it's, he a drug dealer. That's what it is, right? Well, he's an addict. I think
1: he deals a little bit on the side, and some of it is, is like heroin, some of it's coke, some of it's speed, that kind of thing. And it's an autobiographical – it's based on an autobi- autobiography mm-hmm. um, where the, the real guy actually, I think, survived through all this stuff. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's crazy stuff because he describes candidly being an addict and being at the low lows and, you know, doing whatever you have to do to get a fix and then coming out of it and then being dragged back down into that world and all that stuff. Mm. Eventually he gets ends up being shot. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's really well acted. I remember Matt Dillon being very convincing as the, uh, as the protagonist, you know, some of these stories, you ever see Jesus's son? You remember that that movie had Billy Crudup in it?
2: Um, yes,
1: but it's based on uh, a, a, a like a memoir by like a famous writer. I forget the guy's name, but that one had these moments of of goofballdom too. Mm-hmm. Because to survive something like addiction like that, like you really have to have some sort of a sense of humor and some sort of sensibility of like, you know. Some of this stuff was patently absurd. Some of it was really dark and really dangerous, but some of it was also kind of funny, you mm, know? Yeah. And when you get something like uh when Aronofsky did Requiem for a Dream, that really didn't have those moments in there. Maybe a couple in there, but like there's not a whole lot of moments where you come up for air yeah, like you
0: do in jesus Son no in levity in requiem for a dream <laughs> it's just all stuffing you down i mean into a it hole. did
2: tip its hand with the title <laughs> yeah. requiem for a dream yes. if you went in looking for levity <laughs> yeah it also
0: tipped its hand in the ass to ass scene <laughs> <laughs> yes it did it tipped its ass, it tipped its ass. It, it fi- finally i was like man i was like laughing my ass off all the way through requiem <laughs> for a dream until that scene yeah, came yeah, like, like oh, oh, oh this, this is a joke the whole anymore. time <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, drugstore cowboy is, is good and worth watching yes it is um i must be close to gus van zandt's first movie right?
0: Nah, he i think he came out with even cowgirls get the blues Ooh, and, uh, yeah he had uh no, my own private idaho that was
1: after it, he did one movie called mala noche
0: oh so both even cowgirls and uh my own private idaho came after this
1: my own private idaho is 91 even cowgirls get the blues was 93 this was 89, 89. so this was his second uh feature has 100 percent on rotten tomatoes
0: yeah wow
1: eight out of ten yeah it's
0: it's good gus van sant made some pretty good stuff he sure did. uh it has has made some pretty good stuff um just so you know
2: the infinity war video that we posted two and a half hours ago already has more comments than the incredibles 2 video from last jesus, jesus i can't wait Yeah, i can't wait to see what it looks like <laughs> once they
0: count it all up yeah by midnight tonight
2: uh it should be
0: yeah um then we have the the edge of 17 and remember we had one what was it in nebraska oh yeah no, it was ohio it was ohio, ohio <laughs> yeah. that uh, was not the one i got so excited but, i was like yeah but, but this him. is the one this is the Haley steinfeld one <laughs> this is really good this one uh this one came out a couple of years ago and it i feel like they marketed it terribly yeah i agree and uh they ended up like sort of was it uh in the holidays like november or somewhere around there they yeah s- november 18th was they the... stashed this movie and it had no chance to i i think if they had come out with this in like march or april or something like mm-hmm. that right around where you know like school's about to get out and all that would have maybe gotten a little bit of an audience but still i guess it's still kind of a hard sell mm-hmm. but i was there from the moment that that trailer you know came it was so funny there's so many funny things in it and then you watch it and it's like oh it's a little bit different from what i saw on the trailer but it's still really good the
2: trailer kind of sells you a straight up comedy Mm -hmm. and it's got more depth than that Mm. um i've seen this movie three or four times um we were watching something the other day yesterday and Haley steinfeld was on a my wife was watching e-news or something mm-hmm. my wife goes oh hey it's that girl i like and i was like oh yeah there's she that like, girl. Yeah, <laughs> from, like, from, the, from that one movie and i was like oh pitch perfect three and she was or, and she's like no and i was like pitch perfect two <laughs> 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 eventually i got to true grit and that was the one that she was thinking of uh but no this movie's fantastic everybody in it is great um even the actor who ultimately the the video artist that ultimately is her love interest mm-hmm. by the end uh, I can't remember that actor's name, but I remember he stood out to me the first time I saw it as he's great. Like, he's going to be be great and stuff for a good while.
0: Uh, I can't remember him. Is it Hayden Setso?
2: Or Played Seto? Irwin? Yeah, Irwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um her mom, who plays her mom, Kira Setrakian. Yeah, oh, she's great. And
0: then you have uh, Haley Lou Richardson, who showed up uh, later in uh, Split. Split. Yeah, uh, who's really good in it too. She's the best friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, her uh,
2: brother's great. I love the dynamic between he- he- her brother and her uh, because it feels. Real, like a real sibling relationship. A lot of movies give you these sibling relationships that are either entirely antagonistic or entirely lovey-dovey. When reality, for me at least, is uh, growing up with my brother, it was kind of fifty-fifty of each. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie does a good job of they each get to vent and to explain why they hate each other, and then they kind of come to realize, oh, we're not so different after all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I really, really like yeah,
0: this movie. Yeah, Woody Harrelson uh, stealing it for the most part. Yeah, or- you can do teachers. This movie and Thomas Hayden Church
1: and mm-hmm. Easy yeah. A nailed the teacher dynamic of somebody who actually listens to a talented student or a student that, that shows promise, but doesn't go to the pervy side and doesn't go to... Well, and it it's, doesn't, it's a male-female dynamic, yeah. but it's not that. But and, also
2: doesn't tolerate shit. Yes. right. Well, especially Woody Harrelson in this well, movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> but even Thomas Hayden Church is like, <laughs> yeah. so what is it with this outfit? Like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, exactly. They're willing to talk to the student as people. Um, which I think makes a difference. I mean, we don't have enough teachers like that, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this movie's and, fantastic. And Woody's tough on her, man. Woody doesn't take no shit. Well, yeah, because yeah. she even <laughs> says, My dad died. And he was like, I think you can only use that excuse for like a year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's
2: like, You're interrupting my lunch.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting that's...
1: on this egg salad sandwich all day. And
0: as you're alluding to, though, yes, that is the type of relationship that in a lot of movies the screenwriter always wants to go, Oh, wouldn't it be like like dramatic and interesting if like he like wanted to have sex with her Mm -hmm. or something like that and you're like no no not (laughs) no just no stop this is the relationship this is the dynamic (laughs) we like this yeah
1: it's
2: uh, a movie i really enjoyed that i don't think many people have seen i can't think of the name of it kristen stewart is in it she's young um and she is raped at a party and can't find a way to tell anyone and doesn't want to be around students. So at lunch, she goes into the art teacher's room and it's Steve's on. Ah. Uh, and he plays exactly this kind of teacher where he can see that she's got talent and pain and he wants to nurture the good, and not tolerate the bullshit. And so like, he's like, all right, well, if you want to sit in here and eat your lunch, you're going to do some art while you're in here. Hmm. This is not like a playground. This is not a lunchroom. So he starts pulling the artist out of her. Um I I've seen this movie twice and I can't remember the name of it. It's got one of those generic names like only the brave. Um <laughs> and I can't remember anybody else that's in it but those two, but he was another one of these teachers on film that that goes right in that class you're talking about with these two. Speak. Huh? Speak. speak. That's it. <laughs> no kidding, man. That's that's
1: just fucking generic. Yeah, <laughs> come on.
0: You can't Google that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> speak movie. Yeah. If I put in speak, Google's gonna come up with Google Speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, interesting
1: i want to see that I bet that's uh but that's pretty I good i bet you
2: jonathan's seen it
0: db sweeney's in that uh then we have the remake of john carpenter's the fog yeah um god damn have you seen this movie yes Is this one from the 80s no this one. 2005 this was 2005 the first one was 1980 had jamie lee curtison that's the only one i've seen yeah this one 2005 has maggie grace in it yeah. oh and um and uh selma blair and tom welling um, the fuck is tom welling from where six have i to seen him um <laughs> tom welling is supernatural oh he
1: was in uh, smallville smallville, smallville yeah, yeah, yeah not supernatural
0: they're the same show yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> supernatural and superman same thing
0: uh but no this movie has a 3.6 on the imdb a well-deserved 3.6 yikes um who brought,
2: who brought us this treasure was it rupert, rupert wainwright rupert
0: oh. wainwright who did stigmata Done uh, a bunch of music videos too. Yeah, he's done a bunch of music videos. Um, Stigmata though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about a movie that's been lost to time. Man. Well, yeah. that's because
2: it came. It just came on the heels of all those other better movies right. that were like that. that stir of echoes and sixth sense and all that shit was like we it. got Patouche
0: arquette over here she got blood in her hands <laughs> if I, I i think i recall that the main selling point for the fog was that maggie grace got into like a bikini or something like that oh really and like you're like okay because I'll watch you, it you pick a foggy day to get into a bikini You do. it wasn't maybe it wasn't a bikini but it was something where they were like ass prominent shot you oh know like God. that type of thing
2: i'm surprised we haven't had a crossover film yet the mist versus the fog
0: well that's what i was about to get at i don't know which story came first stephen king's the mist or if the fog came because fog was 1980 mm-hmm. um and the mist was in that collection of short stories was it uh different seasons
1: i I can't keep those straight
0: um but uh but both of them have uh yes a fog or mist that have things inside them Mm -hmm. that uh come out to kill people and then this one it's spirits i believe or something like that uh yeah the movie's horrible (sighs) 3.6 i'm kind of surprised that it's that low yeah that's that's pretty but it but it's well deserved Mm -hmm. yeah movie sucks very bad uh okay here's one of the all-timers and i still haven't seen this movie Freddie Got Fingered.
2: Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Tom Green. Tom, Green. Tom oh, Green. Oh, Jesus. If you I don't
1: s- remember, do you, have you seen it? Yes. Uh, if you don't remember Tom Green, because his peak was, what, right around turn right, of the century? Right here. around when this movie yeah. came out. right yeah. here. This was uh, the end. This was the, yeah, it was totally the end because well, he had I mean, the Tom
0: Green show on. Tom Green, like, was was so famous that he nearly, well, did he marry Drew Barrymore? Yeah. He dated he, her. I don't know if they married He dated her for, oh, for a while, and then I think they even maybe got married or something. But I like, think
1: they may have, they were in Charlie's Angels there for a second, too.
0: Yeah. So,
1: he had this surrealist type of thing where he would do stunts and things that uh, you see, like, Russell Brand do these days, or, like, you know, shock comics, basically. Yeah. Um, and. I thought it was funny. I thought a show was generally funny, mm-hmm. but there's a limit to how much he can take. And there's a reason that Euro trip only ha- or a uh, road road trip only had him in there for you yeah, know, a few scenes. Yeah. Watching an entire thing. This has got uh, ripped horn in it too, as his dad. Uh, he, he, he takes it. It's, it's an hour and a half of his comedy concentrated. There's a, a scene where he jerks off a horse. Like literally yeah. there's a scene where, uh where like he crawls in like a, a deer carcass. And there's a, a scene, the famous scene is the sausages scene. Do you remember this one? Yes. Where he's like, he's. Daddy, would you like some sausages? Daddy, would you like some sausages? And he's got sausages hanging from all over the room mm-hmm. and he's playing a keyboard. And that part is kind of funny, but like the, the rest of it, <laughs> the rest of it, it's not funny in context because you're already sick of his shit by then. It's yeah. funny. I liked
2: Tom Green f- for a, a while longer than i maybe should have uh like i even watched some of his like talk show because he had a talk show in canada that then i think hit mtv yeah yeah um but if you look back his shtick was largely being an asshole and filming people's reactions to yeah seeing how far he could go before someone would snap not the way the impractical jokers do it um I don't know if you guys have seen much of that show, but that show is super innocent Mm -hmm. uh, in the way that it fucks with people. Um, Even Borat is more of a dick to people than that show. Mm. But there's a funny video when he was dating Drew Barrymore of him in a restaurant. This went viral. I think I wrote yeah, about it on Real SEO, where somebody came in with a camera and just did Tom Green to him and Drew Barrymore. Oh, like, yeah. hey, Tom, how's it going? You mind if I join you? What do you guys having? And they were like, hey, we're trying to have a private life, blah, 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 blah. And the point was, well, yeah, so it was well, everybody else that you filmed, motherfucker. It's
0: exactly how I feel about all of that shit, mm-hmm. even in Practical Jokers. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's a little bit more innocent and everything, but- In general, don't we all just go out and hope we don't get fucked with most of the time? Yes. And, and like when people, when you're, when you've got like a very set like things you gotta do and all that, and then somebody starts just doing some shit because of some laughs or whatever, I start really empathizing more than I should maybe with these subjects. Yeah. Um and uh, and so like I could never get into Tom Green and I could and it's funny I got into Borat because I felt like there was a point mm-hmm. to the whole thing. Well, I do
1: think he has more of a point than Tom Green did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, Tom Green was it was all about him. uh Drew Barrymore and Tom Green were married for about four or five months uh, okay, in two thousand one. Yeah. But the
0: uh, it's the same thing with when Punked was a thing mm-hmm. for a while there, like like i can i can sort of get on board when it's a celebrity or whatever because fuck them but like uh even then i was just kind of like that that, poor ass zach braff man oh yeah that (laughs) one didn't he hit a kid he did did he actually hit he threatened it he did they didn't show it on the, the thing but like i mean it, may, it made it look like his, like, you know, was it Porsche or something? Got, something. Got wrecked. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, Or got destroyed. And, of course, he's going to be pissed <laughs> off about that. <laughs> yeah, of well, and it's
2: not comedy, man. It's just lying. It's like, right? It's just lying. Dude, yeah. yeah. That's not funny. No, when Borat
1: does or when Sacha Baron Cohen does it, it's to expose... Something that was already there, and yeah. to bring that out. There's, like you said, there's a point to it. There's no point to Tom Green. It's it's him being silly for silly's sake, and then implicating somebody else in at that. At least for, the jackass guys were
2: fucking with them, their own bodies. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking with themselves. Like, yeah, exactly. They weren't throwing Whoa. like pool balls at other people's nuts <laughs> yeah. who were just <laughs> random <laughs> passerbys Yeah,
0: that's true to an extent i guess but they still fucked with each other a bunch when they weren't prepared for it and yes yeah and dude's parents who were always yeah yeah. that's right
1: bam margera yeah Yeah, it was a thing uh
0: but yeah freddie got fingered written and directed by tom green starring tom listen
1: if if you want to youtube or google a few scenes from that movie there's some funny stuff there but mm. don't watch the entire movie it's, it's crazy it's man much. you look
0: back at 2001 comedies they're all they all got this sort of feature to them and i can't really quite put my finger on it <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to pun there uh but but there's something about it like if you show me any frame from a comedy in 2001 i can tell you it's 2001 wow yeah because it's there's a certain light like colorful vibe to all of those yeah. like those josie and the pussycats and mm-hmm. you know that watch josie and the pussycats was like 99 or some shit but i think it was 2001 <laughs> um but yeah they all have that like colorful bright vibe and i think freddie got fingered was one of those daddy would you like some sausages <laughs> <laughs> uh on to the classic the goonies Oh, yes, I still haven't ever seen. No, I'm just kidding. Richard Donner.
1: Yeah, um,
2: I can't. I can't watch it. You, you can't, can't watch it. I can't watch this movie. Oh,
1: they're constantly talking over each other. They're constantly shouting. I understand. I liked it when I was a kid. I can't watch it anymore. It's too. It's like everything is is at eleven the entirety of the time, and I just calm it down for a second,
2: guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, I just can't watch it. Uh, well I, I can respect that yeah um i hate you no mm-hmm. no i'm just kidding um mm-hmm. uh, spielberg involved
0: with this yep he's this, a
2: producer okay, i was gonna say it's one of the spielberg in movies ever yeah well i mean <laughs> at the
0: very beginning of it there's all sorts of just very spielberg-esque things yeah you know, like, kids
1: on bikes kids on bikes
0: <laughs> um and uh and of course the kid from temple of doom is in there oh and, yeah um and uh but yeah and a really uh young teenage josh brolin is in this mm-hmm. oh, man. Uh, i forget
2: about how long his career has actually been
0: yeah uh but yeah i mean this was indiana jones for kids i think that's sort of how this was sold sure um uh kids uh go into an attic and find like a, a treasure map from a pirate and they think oh we can we can follow this map and totally find that gold and everything and uh you know they end up uh following it and going down, going on this uh adventure, but then in, in the but because it's a movie, they have to stumble in on some uh some crooks who murder mm-hmm. a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh Ann Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train, yeah. She played uh, a
1: great, I guess, I guess she's dead. She's dead, yeah. She is okay.
0: She probably, I think, she died in like 1990 or yeah,
1: something. yeah. She died a long time ago. Yeah, no, she played that role perfectly. Yeah, She's, yeah. the the grumpy. Old she played it lady. in all the movies she was in, but she played it great. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but this, this movie's Oregon is fuck. By the way, this
2: is Astoria, so it's right
1: on like. The, oh yeah, the- and
2: another place that fans have ruined for the people that owned the house, and they basically had to stop living there and mm-hmm. sell it off, and just like the fo- poor folks in Albuquerque from Breaking Bad, mm, man. people couldn't stop going to to gawk at the house, and I guess I get it on one hand but on the other hand it's like the least interesting house in all of media yeah. history
1: though. Like maybe
2: home alone is like
1: picturesque
2: and like sure. you know you, but, the you in, try by that, but the one in but the one in goonies is distinctive yes like i mm-hmm. feel like it's a different kind of architecture than you usually see right. and almost maybe defines that northwest kind of feel mm-hmm. I don't know. yeah i love this movie I, the last time i saw it was when we send it mm-hmm. this is one of those unique ones where we send with mike yeah it was mike with, with where we were all in the room together which is ultimately something we decided was not a great way to send movies because we end up over editing each other and we every other sin is like two well, words long
0: that's the reason why that planet of the apes tim burton planet of the apes is a million sins but like 8 minutes long yeah <laughs> because <laughs> they're all like real snapping. short and everything and it's it's a it's a weird standout cuz i think that movie we ended up putting 160 or 170 without multiples yeah and like it was like still just What's eight that? minutes but <laughs> well, it's unheard of <laughs> for 160 170. but uh yeah i i like this movie a lot too and uh it's an it's a definite part of my childhood type mm-hmm. of movie and everything uh, all of us probably oh yeah um i do remember the reason i ended up seeing this movie though was because i Wanted to see Ghoulies, (laughs) which came out right around the same time. Came around the same time, and I think I asked my mom, "Can we see Ghoulies?" (laughs) And then we ended up in Goonies, and I was like, "Where's the fucking..." Even, supposed to be a little even at eight <laughs> at eight i thought to myself where's the fucking uh alien creature things oh. and uh and then and, and then you know once like settled in i was like oh yeah i like this this is good well if she had
2: known what ghoulies was your mom probably wouldn't have taken you no too. no yeah. Yeah. And, and in, in fact
0: mean, she may have heard me right and that's true yeah. maybe she mommed you right <laughs> yeah. right yeah. Well, that's yeah. nice dude this is uh,
1: richard donner Chris Columbus wrote the screenplay and story by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Like that's the 80s triumvirate right yeah, there. Yeah, it know? really is. It's too uh, shouty. But but, uh,
0: but yeah, Goonies is good. Uh then we have The Hunted, which is another William friedgen movie um yeah this one a weird is weird one yeah uh benicio del toro is a guy who's like a fucking awesome like navy seal or army ranger or some shit tracker and killer and tommy lee jones is the guy of course because he's the guy who tracks people in every movie and then mm-hmm. i think this was 99 or and 2000 bruce greenwood is the president yeah bruce greenwood is definitely <laughs> is 2003 2003 yeah okay, he was so he was still in his fugitive samuel gerard yeah Type of things, because he did U.S. Marshals mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. Double Jeopardy. Yeah. There are at least four or
2: five movies where he's chasing a fugitive of some kind. Yeah, yep. and
0: they make him do that outhouse, hen house you know, they do that, <laughs> and he does that in everyone. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he's he's hunting him down. I think Benicio is like, wanted for murder or something. Yep. I can't, yeah. Yep. And uh, he's,
2: I think he's lost, I think he's snapped. Like, they think he's had, like, a PTSD moment where he thinks he's in combat again. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to be able to talk him down. Yeah. They have to send in Tommy Lee Jones, the man who taught him everything he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he's like reasonably
1: 25, 30 years older yeah. than Benicio. <laughs> yeah. Benicio looks like
2: he's cut from stone in this movie. He, he too. does. I saw this maybe four or five years ago. Uh, um, it's, a, it's an engaging enough watch. Listen, I'm going to watch these movies. I just watched The Edge. I know we
1: talked about this in Alaska. See, The Edge is much better. Okay. One really annoying thing about The Edge, which is playing all in stars all the time now these days, is how many times they say each other's name. Like Alec Baldwin says, Charles, Charles, Charles. What do you think, Charles? Charles. And then fucking Charles Anthony Hopkins says, Bob. He's like, Bob, what do you think, Bob? You're going to kill the bad Bob. I'm (laughs) going to kill the the motherfucker. god it's, it's very annoying and Pass there's the a weird twist style. anyway well,
0: yeah, but yeah I'll, I'll watch these movies that's your that's your david mamet right there <laughs> yeah i was uh, gonna say that's, that's kind of how he writes yeah yeah like i remember when there was a question that uh someone asked us that we answered on the podcast uh i went to that particular scene for whatever the answer was and i was sitting there going holy shit he says a lot of the same things over and over and over again in this <laughs> yeah. thing um I'm not gonna die today nah. I'm not gonna die today <laughs> um come on Bob but I remember really liking this this is a 6.0 on the IMDB I think that might be a little too low yeah but- a little
1: bit this is a perfect like you are not gonna hate this movie at all you're not probably not gonna love it right but like it's uh, first uh, first blood essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, in
2: the same area too. I so. believe
0: Friedkin did Rules of Engagement. Oh, really? and Also had Tommy Lee Jones in it. God, that movie was a snooze fest though. Yeah, it was. That
2: yeah. was basically military arguing for two oh, hours. Oh, that was yeah, well, was yeah. It was like the whole thing's a court martial. Yeah, right? yeah. That was awful.
0: <laughs> Uh, then oh man, dude, seriously, this is one of my all-time. You you won't believe I've seen this ten times, movie. John Tucker must die. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen it once. Holy shit, you! This is
2: right up your fucking oh, alley. Yeah, no, yeah, wait, I keep getting confused, honestly, between this and when a Date with that is. Oh yeah, <laughs> which one? Who's in this? Uh, this is Jesse
1: Metcalf. What what really is weird about this is that. Jesse Metcalf looks so much like uh, Mark Paul Gosler from Saved by the Bell after he dyed his hair and did the dead man on campus thing. And uh, Brittany Snow from Pitch Perfect uh, looks so much like, I forget who she looked like, but she looked like somebody else. Um, That's Brittany
2: Snow from Prom Night. Thank you very much. There you go. Uh, This has
0: has, uh, just uh, an unbelievable female cast in it. Oh, yeah. Ashanti it has ariel cabell uh who is who would she best be? she was in 50 shades freed she was the uh the girl who like uh uh hits on jamie dornan and- uh, she was on uh, uh gilmore Girls. she was in the grudge yeah 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 uh but ariel cabell is in it sophia bush is in mm-hmm. this uh yeah britney snow um, but it's, it's all, it, all these girls have dated John Tucker mm-hmm. and John Tucker tells them all the same things. Not Britney Stowe. That's the, this plot right. of the movie. Uh, they've all, they've all been dating him and in secret, they haven't been telling the other friends that they've all been dating him at the same time and he's been keeping it secret. And so then they find out, I all find out like during a volleyball <laughs> game and they start like, you know, throwing volleyballs at each other shit. And, uh, so they so they they plan on getting revenge by getting britney snow to start dating him and do the same things that he's done to them Mm -hmm. get him to fall in love with her and then like at the moment that he does then drop him (laughs) uh so it's just a big revenge fantasy thing do they ever actually kill anyone they don't oh because i thought it was had like a heather's thing no
1: Kind yeah of- his his death is literally like his social life or something like yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, they tried to humiliate him. Didn't they uh try to make him wear a thong or something like yeah, that? Or they made him wear
0: a thong they, at some they, point. He's wearing a thong and he has to and he lock they lock him out of the motel room or the hotel out. room. See,
2: you wouldn't have to pressure me to do that. Yeah. to <laughs> do that shit willingly. <laughs> All right,
0: exactly. Uh but it's just it's just one of those it's one of those movies that it's it's not like it's not like great or anything yeah no it's just very i thought it was but pleasant anytime it's, it's on i find myself compelled to watch it a lot of hot girls that's one thing but th- I, there's a lot of movies with hot girls right sure so there's something going on with this movie that i like. yeah yeah uh and uh so yeah it's it's uh it's a wreck worn type of movie oh sure yeah. john tucker must die uh then we have kindergarten cop wow
1: man i loved this movie yeah i did too i loved this fucking this movie. was
0: i think schwarzenegger's second comedy he had done twins. twins yeah ivan reitman did this as well this is so much better than stop my mom will shoot <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know there was a connection there's got to be a connection
1: because they they came out around the same time stallone went comedy with that and then kindergarten cop, uh Schwarzenegger did his thing. Yeah. This was so much better because I tell you what, man, he's got actual like comedic timing in mm-hmm. this this movie. The the famous like shut up thing where mm-hmm. like uh the kids are all going crazy. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Have the kids are going crazy, they're like finger painting all over the walls and shit like that. And it's the one where he, like all of a sudden he's like <laughs> He goes, shut up! And he's like, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And then, like, he 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 has to escape because they start to cry, and he has to escape, so he goes out the, the door and everything, and he's running to the door, and all of a sudden, he, like, he turns back, and he's like... And then he runs <laughs> <out. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes to you in his spirit. But, oh. like, that, like, shows a little bit more... I don't know if the director's well, just yeah. like, hey, we need you to look back there and pause for That's some. sort of
0: the thing that made him a star, right? Because in the Terminator, you, you could... Be forgiven to think Arnold Schwarzenegger was only going to be stuff like the Terminator, sure, yeah. where he didn't have any emotion whatsoever and everything. But he got, he, he, he really had a sense of humor about himself. He never took himself seriously. So. Uh, movies like the running man and predator and all these that came out later basically showcased that and he showed that he had some sort of comedic chops even in movies that weren't comedies yep. and yes that put him in some really ridiculous comedies twins and, mm-hmm. and kindergarten cop is another one junior junior for sure <laughs> was that and, a comedy yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, and jingle all the way and all that uh but uh but yeah kindergarten cop uh uh, forever put into the vernacular it's not a tumor that's right that's the uh not a
2: tumor it, which is actually uh, my favorite quote from that was a different line i think the same i think the same kid he's talking to oh, I know the tumor line yeah. and i used to wait for awkward pauses and group conversations and then just go
0: boys have a penis and girls have a vagina <laughs> yeah. there's even a point too where they ask what it's like They ask, like, what his dad does, and it's like, my dad is gone all day, and he looks at vaginas all day. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. That's great. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, probably. Me
1: either, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fun one.
0: Uh, then uh, Maverick, we're talking about the Mel Gibson, Jodie mm-hmm. Foster, uh, James Garner movie.
1: So what they did, uh, this is I, I did a little bit more reading on it. I think they end up going to like a Mississippi-style gambling boat, mm-hmm. but they film it all in Oregon. They had to. Like uh, because there there are a bunch of hippie tree huggers up there. Like they had to like the steam that's coming off of the the stacks of the the boat. They had to get that cleared by the Washington and Oregon uh, councils and stuff like that. But they painted that all up. So all the the stuff that you see is actually in Oregon. Hmm. And uh, man, I like this movie a lot. Mm. Mm. This was uh who wrote this? Uh, William Goldman wrote the screenplay. Oh for yeah. this. Um Princess Bride. William Goldman. That's right. Wow. Uh, who just died recently? Yep. And man. I obviously I have my real issues with Mel Gibson. Um but everybody's just homie. Well, what in could this that
2: movie. be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah uh, Jody just, Foster's adorable, James Gardner I'm is I'm rethinking great. the Mel Gibson thing a little. Uh, how so? I think for a time my opinion was more of the ultimately I think it comes down, down to Zach Galvanakis because he didn't want him in that sequel to hangover but he had just done a movie with a rapist and i think that really bothered me but i let that double standard of his cause me to maybe forgive gibson a little more than i mm-hmm. should have right the only one.
0: right 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 because
2: the saturday night live which i don't watch anymore but they brought up a nice point with the whole kevin hart stuff about how you get you nominated mel gibson for an award mm. and he said way worse shit and he did Yes. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't much longer ago than the Kevin Hart stuff. Nope. Now, I think the Kevin Hart tweets were terrible. Mm -hmm. Unlike James Gunn, he don't think he can claim he was joking on all of them. He said them. I've got very little pity for this man, especially the way he decided to handle it once it all came to light. Right. With just a big middle finger to everybody. So I've got no pity for him. Um, But... (sighs) I may be rethinking where I stand on the whole Mel thing. Well,
1: this – I watched, like I said, a documentary on, like, a deep dive into his behavior way back um, on Reels or whatever it was, and it showed very specifically how long he's been a scumbag. And then when it builds up and it gets to that whole Oksana, whatever his his wife's name was, and the shit that he said
2: to her on that voicemail, man. I agree. I agree. And this is where my problem, we're getting way off track and I Mm -hmm. love it. Um, Alec Baldwin hasn't screamed any racial things. No, no. But there are recordings of him screaming at his daughter that are every bit as disgusting Mm -hmm. as that are close to as disgusting as Mel Gibson screaming. But we give that guy a free pass. I mean, I,
1: I, I would say comparing those two, which are very similar, yes, they're both egregious. The stuff that, the stuff that Mel Gibson said is not only egregious towards the person to whom he was saying, but the stuff that he he envelops that yeah. you know the the, the the these terrible epithets and stuff like that is just coming from a place of just blackness and grossness to where I always separate the art from the artist, but when it comes to him. It's getting a little hard. Well, to, I think to it's really getting a little that. hard everywhere, isn't yeah. it?
2: Like I, apparently, CK or Louis CK is just going to get to come back and do comedy again.
1: I think there's enough of a pushback on him, though, to where things ain't going as easy as he thought they well, were. Well, no, going.
2: he's not going to be able to fill arenas again,
0: probably. No, not but for a long that man time. took
2: his dick out and wagged it in people's faces without permission, and without warning. Mm-hmm. I think. We're, I think we're in this. I think. I think we're throwing around. People deserve a chance to grow and change a little too loosely with some of these people and how long of a pattern of behavior there is. Right. And some of these people on how egregious that behavior is. Because yesterday I saw a Twitter tag war trying to determine who's the king of R&B and Chris Brown was up there. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm struggling with how I feel about Mel Gibson and should he be allowed to make movies again? But here's a man just I've, just just fucking murky
1: yeah yeah it's it's everything's it's murky. to get i mean it's like were, were we happier back in the days when we didn't know this shit uh and it was still going on
2: but it's not like in 2011 when kevin hart is tweeting about not wanting his kid to be gay and using gay epithets basically mm-hmm. it's not like that was commonly acceptable then no, we no. weren't we weren't pouncing on people on Twitter the way we are. We weren't trying to use social media to get people fired the way we are. It wasn't the me too era mm-hmm. but it wasn't acceptable. I'm not worried about any tweets from my early days that haven't the the f word in it, right yeah, because yeah. I didn't ever do that yeah, shit exactly. <laughs> I learned that shit was inappropriate in middle school,, yep. and that was the eighties uh
0: so you know i I just maybe we're defending too many people. It, there's there's i mean yeah there's also the the era specific uh type of things going on here where like things that were acceptable to say they were there was a big debate on twitter about some song recently did you see anything about baby that? baby it's cold outside well that was one too mm. but uh there was another one that uses a homophobic slur in it money for nothing <laughs> yeah it wasn't money for nothing but that's one that does yeah. mm-hmm. um but uh it was some song that there was a debate about and this one guy was like you know this is the word that a lot of gay people have heard when they were being beat down and all that and, and then other people were like listen to the context of the song which is my view by the way Mm. listen to the context of how things are being said does it have real hate behind it or not Mm. and if i feel like it doesn't then i kind of lean on the fact that it's okay unless you're just doing it in an excessive way of some sort you know uh but uh but yeah there was a big debate about this and this song came out in like the freaking 80s or something like Mm. that and i'm like you cannot apply the same standards now in 2018 to that song in the 80s you can't just say oh they should have known better
2: because they didn't no i agree and that's why i'm saying if kevin hart's comments with you, you know the gay slurs had been made in 1985 in a high school yearbook yeah i would be totally against anyone coming after him for it because it was as terrible as it is it was a lot more common for people to throw those things around back in the 80s uh, but it wasn't. It was 2010, 2011. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a little bit
0: That's a little bit more racist. And he's
2: blatantly telling people who, on Twitter, he's fighting with, he's calling them names that I'm not comfortable even saying out loud. Mm. And he's saying things openly like, if my son comes home and wants to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it. Mm-hmm. And tell him, no, stop it. That's gay. Mm-hmm. And he was doing this in 2009 through 2011. It's like the James Gunn stuff. That was, well, and that's <laughs> and the thing. That's story, all. Yeah. It's making me kind of almost come back into james gunn's corner a little more because at least he was clearly trying to joke it was disgusting it wasn't provocative
0: like he wanted it to be but at least i never thought he was actually raping people yeah Yeah. but yeah that is that that's a that's definitely a that is still in the red zone era there right i mean you knew not to say those type of things back then but you know to you know you have to go back and do that to every bit of art now you have to go back to Eddie Murphy's delirious and raw and stuff like that because there's shit in there that Well, was, and I
2: saw somebody posted about Bernie Mac from Original Kings of Comedy, um, which I don't, I never yeah. remember the content oh, of, I but know. there's a five minute stretch there where he's talking about some other famous black guy. Y'all should have known he was gay. Well, <laughs> he's using the F word. Yep. Oh, yeah. Left and right. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that was 2000. Yeah, it was 2000, mm-hmm. 2001. Um, and so I do think we have to look at the intent. And we have to look at, the, you know, the the era. We have mm-hmm. to look at the, you know, the surrounding culture of when these things were made. And I think in Kevin Hart's case, you know, the, the right thing happened. Mm-hmm. Especially the way he missed he, out on a job. Especially the way he fucking responded. That drove me
1: absolutely. Nuts. I think the response was worse. Yeah. Well, no, I can't say that, but the response didn't help anything. For no, sure. yeah. no,
2: it was basically I'm going to do whatever I want. You yeah. all can't tell me what to do. Yeah. I make movies. With I'm not going to apologize then immediately apologize. Well, and, yeah. after he lost the job, it was basically you know they what? said apologize and he said I'm quit. I quit. Yeah. He ultimately didn't. He did apologize. Yeah but after he had quit the gig.
0: But you know what? Here's the other thing that you're trying to get at, right? Like even though that wasn't an era where that was still not acceptable and all that. No, people are going back in the into every bit of the past now for yep. every single thing that happens. Yep. And either you knew about that and and you were okay with it or you just didn't and I I don't, I, I'm tired of this, let's look in the past and see what these people have done so wrong in the past and, like, totally fuck them
2: up. We are in an ambush gotcha society right now, and both, don't kid yourself, both sides are playing this game. Oh, sure. Trying yeah. to gotcha the other side with statements from the past, statements from the present. That poor gal, Alexandra. ocasio yes yeah, that poor gal. Everything she says is being so scrutinized. Mm-hmm uh for a slip up um and she's saying the right things she is (laughs) um but yeah i agree the the intent of some of these people like i saw a tweet that said i want to know who the person was that heard kevin hart was hosting the oscars and immediately went searching through 2009 tweets Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like i get that that person's got a heart of stone and blackness that being said a don't tweet that shit in 2009 and 10 b delete it before you announce yourself as the host of the oscars yep C, hire a PR firm, you goddamn idiot.
1: And D, immediately apologize and say, this: I've grown from this. I bet he'd still have the gig. If he wanted it, I bet he'd still have the gig. Just say like, you know what? Yeah, that, that, was, that was messed up. It was in my past. I've grown from it. Just what he said
0: after he quit the gig or got saying, fired. I'm just saying, if you had a problem with Kevin Hart before, he got the Oscar gig bring it up before them. Mm, if yeah. you have a problem with anybody just go ahead and find it now let's just, i'm tired of all this like oh he's got this job oh let's go back and look in 2009 and see what he said yeah and let's reprimand him for that yeah
2: nobody was looking for foul stuff he said when jumanji welcome to the jungle came out mm-hmm. yeah right it was only when he got this gig but also after like the james gunn thing really started spinning us in a new era where we're playing social media gotcha uh, and again, thankfully,
1: might be coming back out because that whole is a Bright House, the, the horror Superman God, thing? selling his name hard. Oh, the, the very beginning. I James Gunn. Here's the deal, though. though you mean it's Slumhouse.
2: Like, no, uh, the, the, the evil, the horror Superman story. It's Burn oh. Bright. What is it? Uh, Brightburn. 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 Yeah, yeah um it's basically what if superman were evil and wanted to kill us uh, okay um and it's a cool sounding premise but also the uh, the name of the writer and the director are both gun so i think they're family
1: yeah they, he's got a bunch of brothers oh the screenplays yeah brian gun and mark gun and director so is i think F-
2: they probably the marketing team probably went there's no there's no reason hiding the james gun connection and you know he, did, he is apparently getting hired to at least write for dc on suicide squad 2 yeah. so let's double down his
0: brother is a well-known character actor he's in guardians of the galaxy yep. and all oh that. He's, so the, he's the
2: skinny I'm, guy at the end that plays yeah, with the, with Yandus
0: plays Yandus of the arrow yeah but that's a different brother altogether it's right? a that's different sean brother Gun. yeah, yeah. sean Gunn. he's he's been in uh, a bunch of stuff but uh i think he's got like four or five brothers something mm. like that anyway, but ultimately
1: fuck mel gibson
0: fuck mel gibson yeah. yes. maverick was richard donner though right right what maverick i think it was richard donner oh i think it and there's it was and there's a there's a part there's a part the only thing i remember the only thing that i remember about maverick is the scene where danny glover shows up because he's a robber or something like that and there's a point where danny glover and mel gibson look at each other and there's this moment of recognition (laughs) yeah and then glover runs out and says i'm getting too old for this shit yeah um
1: but yeah, it's a nice little little like uh surprise twisty ending to it. Uh, everybody's double crossing everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: It's got kind of a little too much of that. Like if we were sitting in this, we would definitely be like one too many double yes. crosses. I think th- I think there's probably one too many, and maybe uh, ten minutes too much poker. But i do think this movie is enjoyable mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't care about poker you don't want you don't care about the suspense of is maverick gonna win the game well, like, especially
1: right? at the end because they go they go through the initial like probably about 10 minutes of play before the break then show the break where jodie foster and mel gibson have sex and then they show the second half yeah. <laughs> afterwards yeah. it's like all right you know i get uh, just get to the part is where in this oh yeah
2: that's what i thought yeah yeah, I think it's enjoyable enough. I remember again, of course, I saw this the same day with uh, I saw Jack Nicholson's Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> and so probably neither movie ended up coming off very well oh to me. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: well, if you saw Wolf first, then that's yeah, I just
2: don't I don't really remember, but yeah, marking that could have soured the whole night.
0: marking my territory. <laughs> um then we have uh Mr. Brooks oh
2: yeah i did, did not know
0: this was oregon i did yeah. not either uh kevin costner and dane cook <laughs> and dane uh, cook. uh this was i remember when it came out kevin costner said if this is if this uh turns out to be a hit we'll make a series of them and uh no it wasn't a big hit unfortunately uh movie's very good and it's one of those uh movies in the past 10 years that probably should have had a bigger audience.
2: Yeah, and I even tweeted a few months ago that they should do a sequel today with Danielle Pennebecker as a grown up, his mm-hmm. daughter, mm-hmm. and she's a killer. Just as the movie ultimately hints at. Um yeah. uh, I love this movie. I do too. I Demi Moore I could take her leave. That's yeah. that's true <laughs> that's of most how, yeah, movies yeah. she's in. Um but William Hurt and Kevin Costner and their interplay together That's is so fantastic. Yeah. And I love the way this movie chose to portray his, I guess, insanity. I guess mm-hmm. he's, he's created this other person that talks to him. Um, but, you know, the times they show us William Hurt and the times they don't are basically perfect the mm-hmm. way they've said it. I, I love this movie. I would love to see a sequel with Kevin Costner. I'd love to see his daughter off killing. Um, <laughs> It sounds worse than it really is. But But they do set that
0: up, though. I mean,
2: they they do. And it would be awesome. I'll tell you what, the first time I saw that movie, the movie's old enough, I don't don't have to worry about spoiling No, I don't think so.
0: It came out 10 years ago.
2: Okay, so that first time I saw it, when he has the nightmare of his daughter killing him with an axe, Mm mm-hmm and I didn't realize it was a nightmare at first, I thought we were actually t- going here. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually a little disappointed the movie doesn't go there. Right. Because that would have been rad. But clearly that's where it's going down the road. Uh, was it Mark Hel- Helgenberger?
0: Yeah, Mark Helgenberger. Everybody's really good in this yeah. movie.
2: It's really well shot. It's, it's almost... The same type of
1: uh, reaction we had with Game Night, to where you don't expect a movie like that to be shot so well. Yeah. Mr. Brooks is, like, real sleek. It has elements of the noir, but then there's also, like, just kind of, like, it, it looks nicer than the, the typical thriller, you know? Yep. It's
2: yeah. really good. Good stuff. Uh,
0: yeah, I would say that's a big recommend, Mr. Yeah. Brooks. Uh. Then there's Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh. I really liked this oh i love um, this movie i was uh i was uh in my first theater when this came out and i have seen the ending of this movie a good 20 times probably because i used to go in and watch uh this on break and uh you know that whole thing where all of his students kept, uh, band together at the end and and play his his music at mm-hmm. the end is uh it's really affecting and uh did you ever cry
1: I think I have. I cried the first time I saw I saw this movie I, for sure. It
0: came on recently in fact. Oh, really? I watched it and I was like god it's this I mean the, the journey this guy has taken because it's in in essence Mr. Holland's Opus is a movie about how schools defund Uh, defund music programs Mm -hmm. and uh and so like he's of course ambitious and he wants to teach the kids everything he wants to teach them rock and roll he wants to teach them jazz (laughs) he wants to teach them all this stuff but like uh but like uh just through the years all the people he's helping and and all that like the the girl who wants to quit school and become a big like i I think it's an opera singer or i can't remember what it is that she does um but like uh how many people he helps throughout all the years i think it's terrence howard is in this
2: he is yeah
0: yeah <laughs> like terrence howard plays us i think either a student or i can't remember what he plays in this but when
2: he I'm leaves sure. the room he says next time baby yeah that's right <laughs> that's right um what this movie touched for me was uh this is everyone right this is 99.9 percent of people with creative ambition is that they ultimately find themselves in a job that is not their dream Mm -hmm. because he mr holland wants to be a composer he wants to be a big-time composer guy and he i think only starts out teaching to pay the bills and ends up kind of liking it but kind of stuck in it and then ultimately i think even at times regretting it because he has this opus he's been writing Mm -hmm. and then he get this this is your life moment at the end where all these people from his life show up that he has touched and they play this thing that he's written and it, it gets me because I think we all have dreams we gave up to live a normal life, whether it was because we took a job to pay the bills or because we had kids mm. uh, and we couldn't tour with the band anymore or what have you, right? I mean, mm, yeah, I, I've always been jealous of my friend Josh I talk about a lot because we both left college wanting to be writers and actors and he's been doing it and I was too afraid, i took a job I needed to I, I didn't have the bravery I needed as a creative artist to just you know work through those starving artist years uh, the way he did I've always been jealous There was this other guy that went to college with us and his name was Joel And he was one of those touched by God gifted musical individuals Mm. where he could sing all varieties with a golden voice and he could play five different instruments. And he was handsome and he had a pretty girlfriend. And I remember asking like 10 years after college, what's he up to? And somebody said, he's teaching music at an elementary school. Mm. And it initially made me sad as fuck (laughs) because I was like, that's John Williams. And he's (laughs) in one little school. But ultimately, as the movie suggests, he may touch. As many sure. lives, or touch them in better ways. I'm pretty sure I've touched your kids, yeah. <laughs> and they've touched me too. Me <laughs> uh, But this is—I love this movie. Yeah. I think it's a little. Its only fault is it's a little syrupy at a yep. couple of times. Uh, but it's fantastic. Great actor. Great showpiece for him late in his career.
1: He's a yeah. little understated. He's his character is unimpeachable he's he's the greatest person
2: yeah. to ever live no right?
0: no he's got one flaw he's got
2: a daughter that he's mean well, to. He's, or...
0: he's got a daughter and a son a son is hearing impaired yeah and oh, so that's a big yeah, deal too that's right um because he grow he first off he's he doesn't want to deal with it like he's he wants uh glenn Headley he's plays his plays his wife wants him wants her to do everything as far as communicating to cole and all this other stuff and uh and then there's the big moment where Uh, john lennon is shot right and uh and he's like he's like you couldn't possibly know what this means in the world of music to to his son and and his son signs to him saying how do you know you know i i I be- I know this this impacts me as much as it does you. I know exactly the impact of John Lennon blah 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 blah. blah. And it's this big revelatory moment. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is a little bit too syrupy at times, but uh this movie's really fucking good. It really yeah. is. I yeah. want to watch it
1: again. Yeah. I don't it's think, a little bit long. I
0: don't think it was a yeah. big hit when it came out either. Like it may have done some mild business, like it may have done like a 30-40 million or something like that. Um
1: it did 106 million. Did it? well worldwide at least
0: and what did it do domestic because back then that's all i ever really paid attention to was domestic uh
1: domestic gross is 82
0: okay so it did more than i thought it did um but uh, really, really good movie. Yep. Uh, then we have one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, Ooh. it's Oregon. You're, uh, you're uh, 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 bringing up your game, Oregon. <laughs> no kidding. Started man. off over two over <laughs>
1: the antitrust. And, and then we threw in, body and, <laughs> and then we had to
0: throw in some Freddie got fingered and all that. But you got got some good ones in here. Yep.
1: Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You all right? So Milos Foreman has had, a, obviously, an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Right? The ones off the top of my head that I can think of are Amadeus, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Man on the Moon. I'm sure there's a million others, right? But mm-hmm. those are those are like three of his most notable ones.
0: People versus Larry Flint.
1: Yeah, that's a weird one too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to like cognitively figure out if I like Amadeus or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest better because obviously they're completely different movies. Yep. But they are both some of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one. This one was like groundbreaking. I don't even know how this happened. Like Michael Douglas was a producer. He had to be like fucking twenty seven or something like. He this was thirty one. Was that, he really yeah. still but,
2: fucking young to yeah. be? His dad was Hollywood royalty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, still p- kicking it 102 or yeah, something no, I'm
0: like. And then, I'm not sure. Michael Douglas. Uh, d- he had uh, what was the he he was uh, the streets of San Francisco. Was that what he was on at the yep. time? Yeah, yeah, that was his main thing back then. Was the was that show? And that's all. And then and then I guess he became... I don't know if that was his first producing credit or what, but the uh, One Flew Over the Cookies nest. Yeah. Um, but I know was, that was what he was mainly known for as an actor was The Streets of
1: San Francisco. It was his second... Yeah, it was his first production credit. Uh, he was an assistant producer on Cast a Giant Shadow, but he was uncredited. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was his first production thing. And yes, he came from amazing stock, Hollywood stock, but still... Like just the the talent and the Keasy and fucking uh, Nicholson and Michael Douglas and DeVito and like all these these character actors and uh, Nurse Ratchet, yeah, her name uh, Elise, uh, uh, um, Louise Fletcher, yeah, Louise, Louise Fletcher. Fletcher. God, I mean this this movie hums like all the way through mm-hmm. for me because it, it Mac is such a malcontent and just such a like you know he's a, he's. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's gaming the system. He's a convict. He's done some shady shit. Uh, he's essentially making this, this boy go sleep with the, with the experienced woman.
0: Um, he's trying to just fuck with people. But you can't help but love him. Mm. Yeah, it's a good movie. We've talked about it a million times. But, uh, yeah, uh, really fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Uh, then we have Overboard.
1: Yeah, this is the original, the OG. This
0: is, uh, is this a Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn.
1: This movie is fucked up to watch these days. Yeah. And yeah. It probably always was fucked up to watch. That's why I couldn't get why they did that remake with Anna Ferris. Well, apparently, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but apparently they they handled it probably much better than they did. Yeah. This one but, where well,
0: they- Well, there's also the whole idea of uh, gender switching the roles, mm-hmm. basically, that make it okay to do it to guys- you know yeah yeah so, so this we'll, is we'll mighty be, uncomfortable We'll be looking at the remake 10 years from now going <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> um but no uh i've never seen overboard
1: oh yeah i had a big old crush on goldie Hawn growing up mm-hmm. she is and it's same same thing oddly enough with kate hudson wow. um but uh yeah she's adorable in this even though so the context is that she is a rich privileged woman and uh kurt russell is a carpenter that comes on uh on board to her yacht and uh she's very rude to him and uh he gets real pissed at her and tells her off and all that stuff and then one night she falls overboard roll credits and then like she gets a concussion amnesia he finds her and convinces her that she's his wife and the mother to his like three kids or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. and it gets uncomfortable real quick because it's like you know the guys just basically like oh well you always make dinner for everybody and you always clean up and you always have sex with me and, mm. and then it's like whoa huh? yeah, yeah 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 um yeah, yeah
0: talking about an era specific thing that was you know they you look yeah. at everything in the 80s just about <laughs> like there's stuff that you just can't get away with these days i mean you know that right there wasn't probably considered that nobody batted an eye at that maybe a few people did no yeah. i mean i watched it growing up i watched it when i was a kid it's like uh it's like 16 candles where you know the the guy's girlfriend is drunk and he tells uh andy michael hall go have sex with her she didn't even know <sighs> you know yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's it's it that stuff just flew back then for whatever but yes yeah, so when you look at it in 30 years later it's uh Paint right taint right uh then we have the kevin costner postman which is one of the biggest slogs i have ever walked it's ever rough. listened to i It's rough.
2: you know this has got a good idea to it though right uh no you know i think? mean no if you want a post-apocalyptic symbol of hope uh maybe it's a good idea maybe the, the problem is they just chose the cheesy choice every step along the yes, way they did. The, the the idea that a mailman bringing letters from nearby towns could also bring hope makes a fair amount of sense to me but it, they just poured the sugar all over every fucking scene in that movie yeah. the
0: trailer for this movie is one of the most accidental comedies of all time
2: i don't remember the trailer the for
0: trailer it. has a whole part where kevin costner has the big speech and everything he's talking about like you know back in the day when when people would get a letter it was like you know and he you know just bringing up this idea of getting a letter like this big <laughs> swelling speech about letters yeah and uh and so like while he's saying that there's a there's the big part where he's riding on the horse and he goes by the kid and gives him the <laughs> gives him the mail and the kid turns around and like whoa <laughs> <laughs> i just got me yeah and uh so yeah this movie is terrible three hours long mm. i i couldn't i mean i think that's Kevin, Kevin Reynolds was a part of this one, too? I think so. Was Or was Costner or the... I think Costner was Costner the director. director. Yeah. yeah. Costner was the director of this movie, and uh, and it's uh, it's got an angry Will Patton in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want a war? <laughs> I'll give you a war!
2: It's got a... Still had a career, Lorenz Tate, in it. Yeah. It, it had Olivia
0: it? Williams in it, yep. who and uh yeah, yeah. and it has um tom petty has tom petty in it it does have to, oh god god help us it's like Sweet it's merciful. like it's like a watered down mad max with the postal office post office or whatever yeah. like yeah it's
2: uh yeah it's a oh my god. yeah
0: no just no <laughs> yeah uh further slogging the ring two i only <laughs> ever
2: saw the first one which i quite liked yeah um, the
0: first one's good the second one is just fucking awful. You, really? Oh, yes.
1: Now I'm not saying I I liked
0: it. I thought.
1: They, I think remembering this is the one where she goes into the TV after Samara, right? Uh, yeah, she ends up going into because Samara possesses. I remember this because we did a we did
0: we did the sends on w- this, was right? It us? I know I was on it.
1: I was on it in some way, uh, but but I, I rewatched it fairly recently. And yeah, it's not good. It's very formulaic and stuff like that, but she possesses her kid. Like the Samara yes, possesses the kid. Yes. And she's got to figure happens. out how to get Samara out of there and then she's got to meet her on her own turf and everything. It's totally formulaic. Yeah. I just I don't, didn't think I, it was. I, for some reason the worst. I don't
0: remember her going into the TV or it anything was, like it that. It was at the very end. I don't remember that. But uh but like yes, the kid is is infected the entire time. Right. And he he becomes a murderer essentially.
2: Honestly, that kid was infected like when he was born. Yes. I'm talking about the actor, He's not got the, the creepy, character. he creepy eyes. Like, that is Damien. That is the devil's spawn. <laughs> I love you, kid. You're probably the sweetest kid in the world, but you were born with the look of a devil child.
0: Yeah, yeah it's very true. Uh, there's a whole long scene where they... They go to some like fair. It's almost like in The Simpsons, where like Homer's driving along and he's like, "Oh, a fair!" And then pulls the- <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
3: um,
0: but uh they're at some fair, and then and Naomi Watts is like uh, going around. I don't even remember what she's doing, but like her kid just walks off, mm-hmm. and he she did not even notice for like twenty minutes, and he goes <laughs> to the bathroom and he gets infected by Samara in the bathroom yep. and everything uh but yeah that movie's awful i hate i hate it
2: i got infected by samara in the bathroom once yeah, i know right mm. yeah mm-hmm. i think a, a few people have i just told <laughs> yeah. everybody my ex-girlfriend gave it to me <laughs> mm-hmm. that's correct <laughs> you don't want to get a bad cases of samara that's true
0: that's right the ring two is uh 5.4 on the imdb
2: i think that's
1: perfect
0: that's, that's a perfect that's rating That's probably right that's the perfect amount of pepper pepper boy <laughs> uh this probably yeah <laughs> oh Emily Van Camp is in this. She's oh. the first. Uh, she's, uh, she's one of the first victims in the movie. She's Captain America's girlfriend. She is. Mm-hmm. Modern um, girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Granddaughter of Peggy, the, not uh, girlfriend. Susie. But yeah, she's she's cute.
2: No, Peggy was the one that was in the 40s. You know,
0: and uh, also, oh, really? hmm. also DeVay Chase, who was in Donnie Darko and played the little sister, is Samara.
2: You know, Donnie Darko's oh, been yeah. playing again recently. Oh, yeah? First of all, why did we ever act like that movie doesn't make sense?
0: Uh, I don't know. Because I think it's I think it's probably because um we want to feel smart.
2: Maybe because I'm watching this watch through and I was like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I know exactly what the movie's telling me happened. He resets the timeline, right? Yeah, but, yeah. We, but we always acted like what, like there's so many interpretations of the wada and the who's it's and the what <laughs> I always forget Angry Skinny Seth Rogen is in that yep. movie. I always remember Patrick <laughs> Swayze is coming.
0: When was this two thousand two? Uh two thousand one but mostly I just wanted to say
2: that that, that slow cover of Mad World is still fantastic.
0: Oh, There's yeah. It's two
1: amazing music, musical moments in there. It's the Tears for Fears, the Head Over Heels
3: yeah.
1: montage yeah. to open everything and then the Mad World to essentially close everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a good, it's a good watch.
1: It's coming on the, the movie channels. Absolutely.
2: One of the Showtimer stars has been playing it a lot. I'd Ooh, give it a look. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. It's
1: been a while since I've seen that. I lo- I like, every part of that movie i love the voice on the rabbit the voice on the rabbit always creeped me out yeah because it's always 10 percent lower and gravelier yeah and like more reverberating than you remember
2: yeah oh yeah i like it it's i like good. i like their choice i found i it. found my rewatch to be quite quite enjoyable richard uh kelly what besides southland tales what did richard kelly do is that richard the, kelly he did the box oh that movie sucked it sucked that's what i'm saying he like he made one great movie and then just went off a cliff or something yeah yeah i don't even know if he's made anything after the box i'm sure he has did you ever see southland tales saw southland tales once don't uh, oh, don't remember oh it god, that movie. Jeez. i saw the box once and unfortunately i still do remember <laughs> yeah. some of it <laughs> but i hate everyone in that movie they're all do. evil people
0: yes uh say too. it isn't so
2: oh god I okay my sister
1: uh i could have sworn this was a fairly brother's joint but it ain't it sure feels like one Did i they bet produce? you it i bet you if they had something to do with it and especially if they directed it i bet No, i probably would still not be watchable
0: they they are producers of they this are movie. producers yeah. okay
2: well it, it's got it's got their stank on it a little bit It sure does but you talk uh, about movies that i mean i don't think a lot of their movies would fly much moving forward into the future
1: well we were literally we were just watching there's something about mary before you guys got here and we we're saying like this is this is a really good movie and it's really like paced well and put together well the the jokes land yeah but then you do something like stuck on you which is not funny at all no Shallow um, yeah. how Shallow Howl, yeah
0: it's like or
1: or you know this
0: so oh. this is about uh, so Heather Graham and Chris Klein I think it is yeah. mm-hmm. are dating and then they find out that they're brother and sister
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably if I had to guess based on a true story (laughs) as much (laughs) as this movie sucks that probably has happened before yeah um but it doesn't
0: need to be made into a movie yeah Mm. and and of course uh they're not brother and sister yes so they
1: can continue fucking. right right
0: right right they gotta have they i mean if you if that has to be the very end of the movie if that's the whole point i do remember oh I, i do remember the very end of this movie did you ever see it no so
1: the very end of this movie they clear up all the sister fucking, right? They're like, you know, okay, we're fine, we can mm-hmm. re- resume dating. But then it, uh, Chris Klein meets his actual mother, who is uh, Suzanne Summers. Okay. And the joke is that it flashes back to he used to jerk off to Suzanne Somers when he was a kid.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just a little bit <laughs> funny. Yeah. I watched this movie the other day.
2: <laughs> I could bring this up for record Warren, but I don't know that we're going to have time anyway. But uh, did you ever see this movie, the, the Curse of the Golden Flower?
0: Oh, yeah. I saw uh, that. Was it uh, Chow on fat
2: Chow Yun fat Yeah. Um, because, it's first of all, everything in that movie is fucked up. He's the emperor. He's poisoning his wife. It's his second wife. Mm -hmm. Um, slowly to kill her. God knows why. She's fucking one of his sons, her stepson. Mm -hmm. That same stepson is fucking the daughter of the medicine woman. Medicine woman turns out to be the first wife and the daughter of the medicine woman is also the emperor's daughter, mm-hmm. so he's been fucking his sister all along. Ah. And he gets all horrified at that. And I'm like, You were fucking your stepmom <laughs> the whole
0: movie, and you're going to get horrified at that? That's why when you're finding mates, you need to go out of town
1: everywhere. Yeah, once. you need to get out. You got to get out.
2: this close to spitting on your carpet <laughs> oh anyway Finding i didn't enjoy mates. that movie even though it was it does have lots of spectacle yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fucked up and it's not fun to watch
0: um then we have short circuit got another like uh, uh, like 80 staple kids you know like
2: Johnny the, 5 man I watched the
0: shit out of this movie Yeah do oh. you think you could
1: watch it now No <laughs> That movie Is this be like Is this Fisher Stevens
0: stuff. playing an Indian dude? Yes that's the
1: sequel That's the no, sequel No no he's he's in the first one too is he really yeah yeah, but then the
2: sequel's all about him yeah yeah okay okay. i don't think they could get gutenberg back for the second one. no i think you're absolutely right (laughs) because i don't think it's good i don't think it's good at all yeah um and yet i love the show i was just the right age man oh me too yeah the right age and also you know we don't get the character design of wally if we never have short circuit that's true true.
1: no Uh, i think it's adorable and and I, i i think i put in the show notes like i I don't think it would be even watchable today because it's so goofy mm-hmm. and so paper thin. Mm-hmm. Sally Sheedy is his girlfriend. I think Ooh. so. Ooh. And, but like, I, it, it's gotta be just, just so stupid that it, you would lose brain cells.
0: By oh God, but it's gotta be. As a
1: kid, man, I agree with you. It was perfect.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's this. just one of the, it's one of those movies. We've, we mentioned a couple of Goonies is, yeah. Uh, Goonies is better than this movie. But. Yeah. But uh, but but Short Circuit, man, I, I remember people just qu- quoting this all the time. Yeah. My, people in my age group, yep. good God, man. This Don't was, disassemble. This was the godfather of kids. Movie. It really was. <laughs> it really was. Short <laughs> Circuit. Uh, Stand By Me. Love this movie. We've talked about it a bunch. Rob Reiner directing a bunch of people who are going to be famous later.
2: A uh, whole fucking slew of them yes you yeah. have they will, couldn't even have known
0: you have will wheaton in this you mm-hmm. have Corey feldman jerry o'connell river phoenix will will wheaton did yeah, you say will wheaton? Have the first one
2: what was the river phoenix there's F-
0: one you missed the sutherland Kiefer. john cusack i screwed up <laughs>
1: was cusack uh his right hand or was uh ace's right hand man uh
0: what was cusack in this he was he was the brother so the brother, brother of, oh that's right that's right hey the wrong kid died
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 i never realized how easy it was to accidentally cut <laughs> someone in <the> half <laughs> I just watched walk hard like two <laughs> so, days ago so
0: good um uh, but yeah he's he his he's will wheaton's character is dealing with that his yeah. brother died uh unexpectedly and all that and then there's uh i think richard dreyfuss is the uh narrator of this yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's right That's um but um stand by me is based on a stephen king uh is it novella or was it short story
1: mm. uh it may have been it was within one of those
0: words yeah uh it was based on the body and uh yeah the, i
1: read that one whatever one that that's in is like my favorite collection oh, yeah. that he's got and i should say that this is based this is technically based in castle rock maine uh but it was filmed all in oregon oh uh, okay. so so well, that's there's that, a that little is, juxtaposition that is kind
0: of going off uh what we've been doing yeah well, we didn't talk
1: about it during Maine. yeah so I yeah, figured, yeah yeah it's that,
2: weird they both have cities named portland oh ooh, ooh, so, does ten, so does so nice. does tennessee nice.
0: that's right um, Oh shit <laughs> but uh so it's, it's, uh, these kids, uh, sort of, uh, friends and everything. And then they, they, one of their, one of their friends says, oh, then I, kn- I know somewhere where there's a body or was it Kiefer Sutherland is talking about it. They overhear it. I can't they, remember. They
1: figure it out some way. It, you know, it's amazing and watching it and I still can, can throw on it anytime and watch even just one of those interstitial scenes where like, it's just the kids running around mm-hmm. at the reservoir or at whatever and that brings me as much joy as like the terrifying stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh it's amazing how Stephen King was able to latch onto whatever part of that childhood that he had and write these stories that almost everyone can relate to. Yeah. Know? Just getting into shenanigans and just adventures as a kid, sometimes they were way over your head, sometimes they were just kid appropriate like swimming at a fucking, you know, quarry or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I love it, man. But I love yeah, the way I, he writes I, that. I
0: guess, they, I guess they overhear and they decide that they're going to walk to this place that's in the woods somewhere. And there's all these different things that happen. They get caught in the junkyard with the dogs. They get uh, on a railroad track and a, and a train starts coming. And there's, you it know. Leeches. But, uh, you know, my favorite part of this, though, maybe Will Wheaton telling that story about the eating contest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is
2: ironically the one part of the movie I have to turn away oh, from. Oh, it's.
0: Well, yeah. Once the vomiting occurs, yeah. then, yeah. But. Uh, Uh, but i I do like the idea that they've uh, turned his character into this he's a would-be writer future writer he tells this story that's so engrossing to his friends and everything uh but uh stand by me is really really good movie uh we've recommended it before we'll recommend it again yes Mm -hmm. uh thumb sucker oh i've seen this i can't remember no i didn't see this um that's uh is it patrick fugit
1: no, something? it's Lou Taylor Poochie, who is a basically. It looks a lot like yeah. Patrick Fugit. Uh, this
2: movie's good. Give me the premise.
1: Uh, it's a kid that grows up with this this um, well past his age, this thumb sucking habit, and so he goes through different uh, like therapies and stuff like that, different ways to uh, to oh. to cure it. Canoe is is a psychiatrist that tries to help him. I Haven't him.
2: seen this. I must have seen another movie called Suck.
1: Something yeah. no, there's something there's something that I think you're thinking of uh, that has yeah, thumbsucker. suckers Christina, I don't know why they call them that. That has Christina Ricci in it. That uh, is closely related to pumpkin. This. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, but thumbsucker, which I think does have Patrick Fugit in no, it. No, that's got the kid from the Ice Storm in it. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, Fuck, weird. I don't know. Anyway, thumbsucker is is really good. They're Tilda Swinton and Vincent D'Onofrio plays his parents, and they've got this weird standoffish relationship with them. Um, he's trying to kind of reconcile with them while still trying to come of age, basically. Uh, gets into drugs for a little bit, and
0: uh, it's it's a good good movie. All right, I'm Excellent. trying to I'm trying to think of this. Uh, oh no, I have seen this because Keanu Reeves tells him to uh, get into a spirit animal in this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, I don't remember much about it other than the canoe stuff. Yeah. Um but then we have another 80s classic War Games. God, Oregon must have been like um giving all them tax breaks back Must have
2: because there's a lot of 80s movies come yeah. out of there. Uh War Games did you say? War Games. I uh, watched the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Is this a good
0: movie?
1: No. I mean th- this is another one. I didn't watch it a whole lot growing up. This was not in that short circuit kind of I don't know purview for
3: me.
0: I, I, really like this movie Mm. though um it 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 may suffer a little bit from technology uh uh, well advancing past this back in the 80s that kind of these kind of hacks and everything were like ridiculous Mm -hmm. you know like that was i guess that was cutting edge in 1980 it probably was 1983 um but uh it's it's one of those movies it's real fun and i think it's got a it's, it's got a good ending to it i think it i think it takes way too long for like for anything to have happened that would have stopped the nuclear war by the end of it uh because it because the computer goes through that whole loop through that whole thing by the end and you're, you're like Oh, <laughs> the fucking missiles are already fired right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> uh but uh in ali sheedy's in this too oh, oh nice but uh yeah and Dabney Coleman who was also in another 80s uh, c- uh computer movie called Cloak and Dagger uh where the Oh, the, I remember which that. Which had uh, Henry Thomas with the uh the 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 game cartridge that had the government oh, secrets on yeah. it <laughs> and everything and there was the uh the two-fingered lady and all that you know. There was uh Dabney Coleman was always in these it was, Dabney Coleman's always in these movies.
1: No Dabney
0: uh what the bleep do we know i remember this coming out uh it's a documentary right kind of kind of it's it's got a it's it's a weird movie do you remember seeing it no
1: i never saw it this is 2004 it's it's trying to cover a lot of ground where like it starts with quantum physics and then it goes into how that impacts humanity and how that impacts the neuroscience and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's well put together. It's well put together enough. To <laughs> 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 it's put together well enough to where you will trick yourself into believing a, that you're super smart for watching this Ooh. and that B they know what they're talking about. Ooh. And they, they've got some filmed like actual like narrative bits where Marley Matlin actually oh, is, yeah? is the, uh, the actress that, that plays this, this part. And it turns out there's a lot of pseudoscience in this the the experts that they quoted were quoted out of context or at least they said they yeah. were but the the narrative that it puts forward that everything is connected and and the the science behind it is actually very entertaining and you feel like there's something there for sure. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen it. I was in grad in my first year of grad school every I had this this uh, this seminar on emotions that that was the seminar emotions like this is. Supposedly, like a the high Mariah level Carey thing. Song? Yes, you got me feeling. <laughs> in fact, we all sang that together in the first one. Uh, so, it, it, what what it was? You sit around, you talk about like the etiology of emotion. Where does it come from? Uh, from from you know the the neuro- neurological basis of emotions. How do we express it? What what prompts it? That kind of thing. And so we started talking about what the bleep do we know and how that impacted everything. And so all of us had to go see it and at that point you're like hey man there's something to this but hmm. apparently not much and it hasn't certainly had a big life after that that period it was like mm. the secret
0: basically. yeah i think it had that, like that two-week shelf life there where yeah. people were talking about it a little bit i never saw it though yeah. uh then we have wild the reese witherspoon movie where she goes off and uh does that big huge what is it what trail is this pacific, pacific
1: something coast. trail coast <laughs> yeah pct the pacific coast trail right yeah i think it is pacific coast trail yeah yeah. uh,
0: yeah. um this is a really good movie she's
1: fantastic in this movie
0: yeah yeah this is sort of uh like reese came out of nowhere and and like she had this great career and then kind of dipped down there for a while where like nothing she was coming out with was any good and then this came out and was like oh yeah i remember i like reese witherspoon Mm -hmm. she's really good um uh no i i love all this type of stuff i love into the wild too Mm -hmm. um uh even though into the wild's a lot more dour obviously yeah but uh this this movie uh i like the idea of someone sort of like uh, exercising their demons and going out and you know yeah they're thinking about all the things in the past and everything but this this uh this uh accomplishing this goal sort of helps them cope with all those things and everything Hmm. because uh you know because what is, is she's she's sort of like uh uh, she's been with in a lot of relationships with men like they're like very casual and everything and just like a lot of stuff that she regrets waking up doing a lot of drugs all this other stuff and laura dern plays her mom
1: yeah and her mom dies and that's why she starts acting out and doing all that shit and then she she decides you know what i'm gonna i think after she gets a divorce I think she was she was married this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the Pacific Crest Trail by the way. Mm.
2: Good to know. So I had 3 of the 5 letters <laughs> going. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: um it's funny that the title wild seems like it's so innocuous but it does really apply to a lot of different yeah. parts of this movie because that was her background and then she's essentially into the wild here. Um it's really well done. She can handle like distractitude and she can handle like being out and being stoned or being you know whatever
0: uh she's got a lot of range in this movie yeah and there's a i mean there's a, a there are a couple of points in there like yeah there are of course dangerous people out there and everything i think they do there's two guys who want to uh, rape and kill her at mm-hmm. some point in in there, but then there's like a really tense moment where she has to she has to get in this guy's truck, mm-hmm. or else she's going to die. But it's so tense because you're like, oh my god, this dude. There's no, I mean, there's this this is just going to be terrible mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, but uh, a, lot of t- a lot of times it t- comes back to surprise you and everything. It's yep. a good movie. This is
1: a really good movie.
0: Uh, then a not very good movie called Without a Paddle. Oh. <laughs> Seth Green, Dak Shepherd. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. There's only like one really funny moment, it, and that's when they all have to huddle together to keep warm yeah. and the R. Kelly song starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is telling me no. <laughs> um But uh yeah, it's uh it's a bunch of buddies going out camping or something. They're and, looking
1: for D.B. Cooper's uh, yeah, fortune this movie got a fucking sequel did it yes without wow. a paddle too. Oh, further Jesus. down the spiral less paddling yeah even less paddling. <laughs> yeah
0: even more without a paddle <laughs> um but uh yeah that movie is, is is awful i did see it um but uh yeah not very funny no then uh, one of my favorites zero effect I've yeah. talked about zero effect a bunch. Uh, Bill Pullman in one of his best roles ever he's playing a Sherlock Holmes type of uh, investigator for the modern day. His Watson has been stiller um, uh, but he's playing Daryl zero in this and uh, it's a uh, it's about a, a case of where Ryan O'Neill asks him to find his car keys that he's lost but that uh, looking for his car keys turns into a much bigger. Uh, mystery where he is being blackmailed. Well, actually that's part of it. He's being blackmailed, but he wants to find his, he wants to find his keys. And that's the only thing he wants to find the keys because what's, what that, what those keys open are in a PO box that have all sorts of secrets about him in it and everything. Even though I don't think he knows where that PO box is. Mm. He just wants to make it where nobody can get there. But um, it opens up a big mystery. He's being blackmailed. Why is he being blackmailed? um and he and uh and uh, zero ends up running into this this girl played by kim dickens mm-hmm. uh who he finds out is the girl who is doing all the blackmailing and so you got to figure out why is she the one doing the blackmailing it's got a really good satisfying mystery to it mm-hmm. uh and uh, i think everybody across the board is great in this is
1: jake casden if he were to hang it up tomorrow would he be considered a a very good director?
0: No. Just looking at he's it. he's got good movies.
1: Zero Effect, Orange County, which I kind of liked, but it wasn't you know a, a huge hit. He did Walk Hard. He did Bad Teacher. Then he did Sex Tape. But then he did Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, so, no. I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't think he will be. I would like call um, him good, and 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 certainly not the legend of his father. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: but I mean, but between Zero Effect, Walk Hard and jumanji welcome to the and jungle he's got a decent
2: track record oh, we good can't tracker. say
0: he sucks yeah guilty uh, charged. don't you dare write a song right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh but zero effect is 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 one that you know he he obviously was going to be on that track of being like uh you know a jason reitman or somebody like that where it was you know, he was going to come out with some prestige movies, but Zero Effect, I think, uh, since it tanked so heavily, I don't even know if it, it may have made a million dollars, maybe. Mm. May, I don't know how much it made, but it wasn't a big, uh.
1: It made two million. Two million.
0: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, I think it was, I think it was me and the other guy that was in the theater that contributed <laughs> that to that total uh but uh i highly recommend zero effect uh i think it has a way too low imdb rating in fact uh what is it uh it's uh, oh it's 7.0 so it's good nice all right uh but uh but yeah go check that out if you can ones that barrett haven't hasn't seen (laughs) (laughs) are we there yet oh what a shitty movie was this in your 2005 run yes (laughs) Either either this one or the sequel was. I saw the sequel too. Oh my
1: god. These are both Ice Cube, right? Yeah,
0: Ice Cube and uh yeah, it's a road movie and... I think
1: they made a series a TV series out of this.
0: Are we it was I think it was uh the second one was Are We Home Yet? Are, are we, we done, done yet? Are we was done the yet? One. Are we done yet was the one where they're building the house and I think John C McGinley's in it.
1: Oh really? Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, that both of those are awful. Uh <laughs> then there is Bad Samaritan. Uh, that came out earlier this year.
1: This was the David Tennant thing where he, like, ends up going to a house that, that isn't his just to escape some oh, crooks. Yeah, that's right. I watched the trailer that's for right. it. That's um, right. It actually looks interesting. I don't know if it got any good reviews or whatever. Um, I don't have a whole lot of David Tennant. Now, David Tennant was the villain in Jessica Jones season one, mm-hmm. right?
0: He's Doctor Who of yeah, of, and
1: I'm uh, just starting to watch a yeah. little Doctor Who. He seems like a like a like a good cat, like a like a good actor, cool guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's also in that camping uh thing.
1: That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't uh, like anything about that
0: movie. Yeah, that yeah. And then there's uh, I know Jeremy's seen this Bandits. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is it good?
2: Uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is we're talking about the Bruce Willis,
1: right? Cape mm-hmm. Mindchad and uh, Billy Bob.
2: Billy Bob. Um. Bank robbers on the run. They basically, their their shtick is they go to the bank manager's house the night before, knock on the door, make their way in with guns. Usually they get a meal cooked for them, coffee, <laughs> hang out. and Then they go to the bank in the morning with the bank manager before they open, get in to unlock the bank and the safe early, take the cash and take off. They get to the point where they're so famous, like a talk show is interviewing them. And it keeps cutting to that <laughs> throughout the movie um, as they head towards one... Fateful last heist mm. um, I really, really enjoy it. I just don't nice. think I can put my it would be a wreck of war because I don't know that everybody would um but both of those guys are fun in this movie. This is not a Bruce Willis phoning it in performance. Mm. uh Kate Blanchett is playing a crazy daffy ditzy, unlike a lot of the roles she's played where she's commanding and in charge and knowing her shit um, so yeah I, I really, really like it I just uh you know I can't fully endorse. How old is Kate Banchette? Because i I would put her anywhere
1: between she is 49. forty nine. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. 47. Yeah, I would have put her anywhere between I, like thirty nine and fifty.
0: Believe her. Believe she was born in nineteen sixty nine. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Just. Just. I think I saw this recently because she was in something. But uh, but yeah, I think that's right around what she's. At. She's
1: <laughs> looked almost the exact same for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I and, and burst and, on
0: the scene with Elizabeth. There. Right, like came out of nowhere. It seemed like here, at least in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she probably had a pretty decent career before that. But she was young, though. I mean, that was yeah. when Elizabeth came out. She was twenty nine, I think. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like me, some Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Case Thirty Nine uh this is about some sort of uh child abuse thing or like uh they go to go to the house and i haven't seen the
1: movie yes i think so but
0: they go to they go to the house and they find out that it's uh more fucked up than yeah and i don't demons yeah yeah it's
1: demons uh have you ever heard of this movie nope uh renee zellweger bradley cooper ian mcshane like uh 2009 it's not like it was forever ago I never heard of it. I I don't know if I want to watch it. No, mm-hmm. but I don't it, know if this is before. But if I was
2: flipping channels, just like the next three days, if I came across <laughs> that, I'm like Renee Zellweger. I know her. This looks fairly recent. I've never heard of this. What is this? I'd probably mm. watch the whole thing just yeah. trying
1: to figure out what it was. I don't want to like cast aspersions because I know that was a that was a thing. Uh, at what point did Renee Zellweger stop looking like her old self?
0: It was recently. Yeah, it
2: was like two, three years ago. There was that one picture. Yeah. That
0: was it,
1: was it just the one picture? So maybe it was just a bad picture. No, I think uh, I've
2: seen her since then, well, and she looks different. Uh, okay, at the risk of libeling or slandering, what I heard was, yeah, she had some work done, didn't come out so great. There was a couple pictures snapped, everybody freaked out. She had some more work done, looks a lot more like herself now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because right after that, she came out with the Bridget, Bridget Jones, Jones yeah. which looked exact. She looked exactly the same in the trailer. That was after that. Yes, that was oh, after that. You. Okay. So I don't know what happened there, okay. uh, but her IMDb picture looks completely different from what she looked like back in the Empire Records, Jerry Maguire day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just such a shocking change that, and who knows how it happened or why it happened. But, yeah. Um, I don't know
2: if she made any movies. Yeah. I'm not casting a spur- There are plenty of like decent reasons to get some work done sure, yeah, man. that are not just vanity. Although a lot of people get work done for vanity. Ah, I got my testicles shrunk. Right. Wow. <laughs> of all the things for you to pull out right there, your testicles is not what I expected. Cosmetically shrunk. <laughs> like my wife was watching one of those real Housewives shows the other day. And you know, not to be crude, but I was like why do why do people feel the need to do this? The boobs? The boobs, the lips, the cheeks, the foreheads, the, mm. the everything that the at least on this particular housewife show, every single one of them seemed to have done where it looks so fakey. I'm like, you would probably be prettier if you just looked like an old you Mm -hmm. as opposed to this like robot nonsense (laughs) yeah i don't understand like there are again there are reasons i know a kid in high school had a car accident and got a nose job just because he didn't want to have a crooked nose his Mm -hmm. whole life Um, owen wilson obviously made other decisions Mm -hmm. that's correct (laughs) i'm gonna look like
1: my nose is broken in every film that's gonna be my thing
0: uh don't worry he won't get far on foot this is a gus van sant movie with joaquin phoenix and jonah hill from this year right it's from yeah i think it's from this year um it's about a guy who uh has a drinking problem his friend uh jack black is plays his friend in this uh they go out on a night of drinking jack black gets behind the wheel they're both super drunk they get in this huge like ridiculous car accident uh jack black uh comes out unscathed but joaquin phoenix ends up like in a wheelchair for the rest of his life uh his big thing is drawing cartoons almost farsightish type of thing there's a lot of discussion about politically political correctness in this too Hmm. because he does write a lot of he does a lot of uh, jokes about people in wheelchairs and he's in a wheelchair Hmm. Hmm. um but uh, a lot of it is just him going to like uh you know coping with his his addictions going to aa meetings jonah hill plays his sponsor and everything it's a perfectly fine movie it's i it's one of those movies that i saw recently and when it came down to recommending a warning it was like there's not any in between even wreck that i can yeah that i can bring up because it's it's a movie it's, <laughs> It's, it looked like
1: total Oscar bait, though. Yeah, kind of,
0: kind of trying. The that way for that, that the
1: trailers presented, the way that, like, you know, he everybody's kind of made up. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like it was like we're going prestige on this. But yeah, I didn't get there. It, there's right?
0: nothing special about this. Uh, it's perfectly fine. It's there's nothing. There's nothing at all great or terrible about it. Then there's Elephant Gus Van Sant again. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about this. Yeah, I just talked about this. I did recommend this. Uh this was a, a movie that uh it's it mirrors Columbine. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not the exact things that happened uh during Columbine, but it's the it's uh, sort of um it's sort of a, yeah, it's just a mirror of it. And the way it's told is told in different perspectives, so you'll be following around uh this couple for a while, and they'll they do their normal everyday things at school and everything and then it will switch and go back in time sometimes to another group of people and a lot of times the stuff that you just saw will be seen from a different perspective uh. um, so like there's a scene where somebody is walking down a hallway it's one of these long tracking shots or whatever and you'll see them running down the hallway then you'll actually you'll see two people talking and you'll see somebody walking down the hallway then that movie will at some point will switch and you'll see the person walking down the hall. Oh, interesting. In perspective. Um, it's all building up to this big Columbine style massacre. And obviously that's, you know, there's, that's, um, yeah, that's the, uh, awful bit of it, but, uh, it's a really interesting, uh, interesting movie. And if you can handle that kind of subject matter, I, I suggest a lot it. about Gus Van Sant today. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just looking at his, his thing. Like
1: he's got a lot of really great shit. But then, like, he kind of falls off a little because he got drugstore cowboy, my own private Idaho, which I liked. Um, even cowgirls get the blues, isn't
2: that Samantha? It's Uma Thurman. No, it's Uma Thurman. Uh, Samuma. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Samuma Thurman. It's Uma another Thurman. Phoenix is in that too. Rain is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: to die for, excellent. Goodwill Hunting, excellent. Then Psycho, and then Finding Forrester. And like, besides Elephant, like he's kind of. And I guess milk was good, mm-hmm. uh. But like he's kind of just kind of falling off. Maybe he's counting that money. Like he, yeah. Like he's Silent ben,
0: ben, I'm busy. <laughs> uh, girl, a movie with Dominique Swain in it. I've never seen this. Never Jeez,
1: seen this has all the girls. Does it? From from the girls.
0: It has Summer Phoenix, Tara Reid, Selma Blair yikes portia de rossi wow yeah it's got
1: a it's got a lot of girls it's 1998 and it looks very 1990
0: yeah man. uh then there's a green room uh this movie is fucked up do
1: you uh, do you recommend
0: this movie I've, i think i
1: want to watch this movie
0: um okay so it's it's a movie being sold as a horror movie right i wouldn't consider it horror there are horror elements in it but it's about a band who goes to play at this uh this like out of nowhere bar or whatever and they find out pretty quickly with the opening band that this is a nazi friendly bar Mm. uh and they're just in the waiting room uh for a bit and i and something happens where one of their band members and i haven't seen this in a while but i think one of their band members comes out and does something that it makes the nazis irate patrick mm. stewart is the head nazi in this oh he
2: plays a nazi in yeah, this. yeah oh yeah. wow
0: and uh anton yelchin's in this um yes it- he's
2: not hosting the oscars no he's not he played a nazi that one time oh you <laughs> sorry that was um, probably just shut up sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well
0: it has uh imaging poots in it and it has alia shock out i know there's well. a lot of like um, interesting performers in this yeah but uh something happens where one of the i think one of the band members does something that uh raises their ire and they lock themselves up in this waiting room essentially and in the, the nazis, green room yeah and these nazis are like you know like trying to get in and everything and they're they're doing everything in their power but there there's some some pretty fucked up violence hmm. in this movie um but it's i think it's really well done if you can handle that kind of occasional horrible gore the movie itself is one of those really interesting like it's it takes the place all in one spot and it's uh really tense and got a lot of good performers in it so. yeah
1: now i remember uh, really being interested in this thing yeah
0: uh, the, the guy as uh, jeremy Saulnier has done other movies called like blue ruin is one of the other ones that people talk about all the time which i still haven't seen uh but um must be
2: doing his own colors trilogy yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, that, a- like
0: that like that kristoff kristowski or whatever his name yeah, was yeah, that yeah. did red white and blue the three yeah. colors this uh, was uh, a twenty-four. yep a twenty-four. Oh, yeah so
1: that's another reason that i was kind of like uh ah,
0: could be good uh i've never seen here no evil marley matlin martin sheen
1: oh she's a deaf woman uh i haven't seen and it. there's
2: evil yeah. evil yes i'll put it somewhere near the bottom of my list. get it because she can't hear marley matlin yes that's right
0: that's another title you couldn't get away with
1: (laughs) oh so she was in she she was in the west wing for a little while wasn't she yeah so she was this was a precursor to the martin sheen reunion Uh, oh yeah i guess it would
2: have been i wasn't making that connection as as quickly as you were but
0: yeah uh i tanya um margot robbie playing tanya harding uh in the uh infamous uh scandal where they like uh, basically try to break nancy kerrigan's legs they hit her across the knee with uh what i can't remember tire iron something like that but it's the whole story about how she and her husband and uh jeff galuli jeff galuli they try to (laughs) they try to hire somebody to do this and it's it's told as a comedy and a lot of people who reported on this story back when it came out were like you've got to be fucking kidding me making her the hero yeah
1: yeah and then she then they trotted her out like the actual one yeah at uh, award was
0: at the fucking premiere yeah yeah but man there were there were some people were really pissed about this because she was fucking behind it do you like this uh this movie (laughs) it's fun like forget about that it being based on a real story uh it's fun margo robbie's fantastic in it
1: she's so fucking talented yeah she's so fucking
0: talented man Mm -hmm. i mean wolf of wall street was kind of her big break yep it's easy to dismiss margot robbie because she's so so beautiful yeah but
1: she's great but i've
0: i've I've, I've mentioned this before i saw when i saw her in whiskey tango foxtrot which is not a good movie Mm. um i i thought oh she's actually really good she's I like i wolf of wall street she's good for sure if you you know if you get past all the like craziness of that movie mm-hmm. you're like oh wait she's actually really good in this movie yeah. um whiskey tango fox i was like oh okay it's confirmed she's really good night tanya basically is the confirmation of
1: that we can't wait to see mary queen of scots too oh yeah It'd me be too dope.
0: uh the lazarus project uh i know i've heard of it i don't know if i've seen it
2: but it's about uh bringing back the dead It's Paul it probably Walker. is it is well it's it's
1: this interesting concept reading about it where a guy wakes up he's in some sort of misadventure and then he wakes up and he's at a psychiatric hospital where he works and starts getting to know his colleagues and it's basically like a new life for him but he still remembers his old life and it may be clumsily executed it may be shitty but it, it looks like an interesting premise. It's
0: got Paul Walker and uh, Piper Parabo in it.
1: I like both. They're both easy
0: on the eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mumford. God. Uh, now, I didn't see this. I know Lawrence Kasdan directed this. Mm-hmm. That has uh, Jason Lee in it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see Mumford? No. Because this was one of the movies. Like, this is when I first got to Hollywood 27. This movie came out either like a week later or it was like one of the first. And I remember like kind of wanting to see it, but I never did.
2: No, I never did either. I was it just has probably has watched the again.
0: Yeah, it has Hope
1: Davis, Jason Lee, Alfred Woodard, Prue Taylor Vents, Z- Zoe Deschanel, uh, who I think it's, this is her first gig. Hmm. It was 1999. Uh, Martin Short, David Pamer, Ted Danson, Jason Ritter, Elizabeth Moss, Robert Stack. Like it's got a, it's got a good pedigree.
0: Yeah. Uh, Paranoid Park.
1: It's another Van Zant.
0: Uh, oh, it is. It is. I have. I've never seen this. It's got Taylor Momsen in it.
1: <laughs> there you go. Taylor, uh, Mo- what happened to Taylor Momsen, man? Well, yeah. she's
0: in uh, the uh, the band. The um, is,
2: that, is it that still going? The Pretty Reckless. Yeah, I was gonna say they we stopped talking about her, and that's what happened. Right.
0: Okay. All right
2: because yeah it's been two years since i think i've even heard her name
0: um then we have uh the 2016 remake of pete's dragon i never saw that
2: i never saw that either that one came and
0: went pretty quick yeah yeah, it did it was in the 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 little boys running through the jungle summer yes it was did it make a bunch of money do you remember No, no it made it made decent money but not what they were hoping yeah
1: uh <laughs> that movie deserves to be cursed, doesn't oh, it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh uh
0: we know that uh Jesse Malton loves this movie, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Um yeah. I've never uh seen this. No, I haven't either. Um. Then the seven brides for seven seven minute abs, man. Yeah. <laughs> seven brides, seven brothers. Uh, somebody makes uh six brides for six brothers, then you're in trouble. No, not not six. Seven. Seven's the number, man. Um, it's like
1: dreaming of gorgonzola
0: Yeah, there's a. Uh, did, now this came out this year too. The shack, right? <laughs> yeah, it <was laughs> yeah. Last yeah. Year. It, came,
1: it came out like in, end of last year, beginning of this year. And- Oh my god. Did you ever see this like even accidentally? Uh I saw t-
2: 5 minutes of it on accident when I was tied to a chair.
1: Uh, is this uh Sam Wa- uh, Sam yeah, uh, Sam Worthington? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Sam it's Wars. got a great
2: cast. It's uh, uh Octavia Spencer, right? Octavia Spencer's in it. I just uh I didn't make that movie for me. <laughs> no
1: definitely not even the trailer's just covered in schmaltz oh, you yeah. know oh, my uh God.
0: then the sisters brothers which i know we did in a fall preview uh i, I haven't seen it Me neither.
1: it's i i think it's gotten good reviews so far but uh, our buddy LaRange uh tweeted out that uh he hated it interesting hmm. yeah and that's a uh, Jingle all the way, notwithstanding. Like he's got some pretty, he's pretty got good, pretty good taste. And uh, well, Life Aquatic. He actually may not have good taste. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's an excellent musician. Yes. Uh, then uh, to all the boys I've loved before, I've never seen this either. You
2: haven't seen th- this? Is That's like the shit, one, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking about it. It's the new hotness. Oh.
1: Um, I- I'll probably watch it if I get a, a spare moment on Netflix. i so, you know, it's one of those cultural touchstones apparently of the, yeah. the last year that uh, everybody talks about right.
0: um and then you have some special mention for tv portlandia of course with uh, about what eight nine seasons or something like that
1: yeah and i can probably pick out my favorite parts of it and make five excellent it's like that show it's
0: a, that's what that show is right it's uh there's a lot of like just like okay all right and then something awesome will happen oh, no, yeah. and uh my my favorite is the the Eddie vetter tattoo one that Carrie Brownstein's got the, the every time this her boyfriend looks at it it's like <laughs> 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 the other thing everybody
1: should at least youtube this uh the the scene with kumail Nanjiani where he's he's a waiter at like a like a fucking tgi fridays or mm-hmm. something like that and he keeps naming off these progressively more ridiculous items like you know dynamite poppers or something like that oh. and he's like it, it, do you want do you want to like bourbonize that and he's like what's that it's like where we pour like a glass of bourbon all over <laughs> <laughs> it's just patently re- ridiculous. It's fucking great, though. Awesome. Uh,
0: there's also um, uh, Bates Motel, which I've never seen. That's Vera Farmiga, isn't it? Jeez yeah, isn't it? and I kind of uh, want
2: to watch this. Uh, and the kid from the Good Doctor, um, uh,
0: Freddie Highmore. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, that's been that's uh, gotten a lot of good reviews. A lot of people mm-hmm. like that that mm-hmm. show. I've never seen it.
2: Rihanna was on the uh, the psycho themed episode. She oh played, yeah, she played the uh, Janet Lee characters. Oh it. yeah
0: yeah oh that's cool and then uh, gravity falls which is a cartoon right
1: yeah we've gotten a lot of people asking us to talk about gravity falls i've never seen it
0: i've never seen it either tj miller did voice on it yeah
1: it's on, i think it was on the disney channel or like disney xd or whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. but it's where like uh some kids go to stay with their grandfather and they start unraveling the mysteries of this town in gravity falls oregon and it's got a super cult following yeah like, yeah people are really really into this I just haven't had a chance to check yeah, it out. I'm sure it's either. great.
0: Um. All right. Well, that'll that'll probably be it.
1: We have run through or Oregon, Oregon, Oregon,
0: Oregon. Yeah, you filled a whole episode. Good for you. <laughs> you filled us with your org. Yeah, that's right. Jeez,
1: that's I love it. I We're love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. That'll do it for this week. Keep going to Syncast uh, presented by Cinema Sense on Facebook our Simmsons, Twitter, SoundCloud, Reddit. There's a lot of places that, to uh, go and talk about this episode. And plus, we have a Patreon. Yeah, yeah, man.
2: Our members at Patreon get some perks. Yeah. They get to see all our shit, hear all our shit early. Like the Infinity War video that they got to see yesterday, that the, only, the public only got today.
1: They got to see Infinity War, our video for Infinity War. I mean, that's a that's a big thing, yeah. man. Because uh, as we've seen, people are, are looking at it and- uh, probably have some opinions about it, and yep. and getting access to that early is very cool. Yeah, sign up. We've got a lot of fun things happening. We're gonna bo- We're gonna post some bonus content from SinCast uh, later on this month. We're gonna do a monthly hangout in December. We've got Sin Week coming up in March. Sin Week. We cannot get more excited for this thing. We've already uh, had some good good response from this, and can't wait to see you guys and give you a bunch of extra content just for being a member of Patreon.
0: Yep. Uh, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sher. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.
0: i'm glad i'm glad that the the youtube um you know trophy department decides to change the size of that they they, they get the next one's gonna be purple yeah the next <laughs> one will be an octagon so be it's, it's
2: got to be just a constant looking for cheaper materials or a cheaper yeah. supplier or somebody that can make them faster that's or, probably
0: what it is because i remember when they sent that uh i think it was it was either that one can't remember which one it was but uh i remember getting that package on the on the uh front porch and then uh so like uh i saw the package i was like oh fuck what is this but i was like "Ooh, it's heavy that means it's not a fucking court summons (laughs) it's a really bad bad court summons
2: he's a weird two years we've had him and he's still like doing like exploring new behaviors and places he's been too scared to go and he's a weird is this the
1: adam driver cat yes (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: he looks exactly like adam driver uh, a lot of people have said that for some reason he does have that i didn't realize stoic that, yeah i didn't realize adam driver had such a face but he's got a face type he's, he's got like his a, a own face type
2: he does he's he's he, they broke the mold
1: when they, when they made him it's a big nose but it's not like a super like a tom cruise nose like it's a it's in proportion but everything is everything is just like angular mm-hmm. who's this adam driver
0: no, I mean, somebody who looks like Adam. Oh, my cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that makes sense.
2: Nutsack, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a little Christmas to talk about today. Yeah. I also have, I <sighs> before we start officially, mm-hmm. I don't really have, I have kind of a record worn, and really only one, I don't have a recommend and a worn. Mm-hmm. So in place of that, I was going to throw out- Um. A stupid fan theory I have for the next Avengers movie that I can't stop thinking about. All right, and I didn't know if you guys would be okay with that or not. I'm I fine am with it. All all right. Right. Yes. All right, I'm all about stupid fan theories Good. because I'm going to talk a little
1: bit about Infinity War. I had a very Marvel weekend.
2: Ooh, and yes. hey, we could talk about how the video is. We can make reference to the video because now it's alive. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Now it's. Alive.
1: I can't wait. I'm really. I'm like as excited about this video as I've been about any other video for a while the infinity war video yeah Me just you dude so i so curious it, about it
2: i watched it twice this morning i can't remember the last time i liked a video it's pretty rare that i like a video so much that i watch it even after it's long right 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 yeah yeah just be, just for my own entertainment yeah.
1: did you watch any of the happy beat v- like uh like movie or video
2: i watched the the since video i didn't watch the movie i've never seen the
1: movie the movie is so fucking beautiful
0: it is so I it's th- gorgeous i saw it in new york i remember uh one of the, it was one of the first i guess that was the first christmas that i was out in new york mm-hmm. and i remember because that was a a late night like all those movies are and i was like man this movie is beautiful it is and i was like almost sort of tricked into thinking it was good i did too yeah because and so that's so why that was, that was why i liked that one about how like maybe it deserved the oscar <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and uh but like uh it was like that i was like i was like it's funny man i think everything is gorgeous here i just don't think i'm liking this. no it's not a good movie it's yeah it's just beautifully shot and then it came out with happy rendered. fucking feet too
2: oh jesus yeah speaking of miley <laughs> <laughs> um that new song she d- does with ronson yeah nothing breaks like a heart i don't hate that song have you seen the video yes it's okay oh, it's, there's some butts in there uh, there's some there's some skin. Here's the thing, I'm torn because you know I got a Miley thing. I want Miley to be Miley all the different shades that that entails mm-hmm. and all that that entails. But I realized listening to that song, she could easily right turn into like a Stevie Nicks impersonator career. Like the vo- the voice has begun to creep into I You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he talks about it much anymore, but in the early days of Harry Connick Jr.'s success, he was pretty open about the fact that he didn't think he was that much of a singer. He just grew up imitating Frank Sinatra. Mm. Uh, He loved Frank Sinatra. And so when he started singing himself, what came naturally to him was to sing like Sinatra. So the Harry Connick sound is half Sinatra, half his own voice or what have you. Mm. I think Miley's starting to slip into that maybe a little accidentally. I don't think she always sounded like Stevie Nicks, but when I heard that song,
0: I was like, "It's like fucking landslide." I'm it's, listening. It's to.
1: real low register. Like she's really migrating it down.
0: Has down. Nasal units, mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm talking and about? She's I, already got that scratchy. I've been smoking too many cigarettes already. Yeah. Type of rasp. voice anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: By the way,
1: what's going on with them, Stevie Nicks? Uh, she uh, she fired Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, right? and he sued her. Yeah. 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 They yeah. hate each other now i think Again. they've always hated each Again. other oh really i didn't know that was I a mean, yeah it's just like well it, they the, stayed together because they make so much fucking money when fleetwood mac tours the
0: uh the whole album rumors is based on how much friction they had. oh yeah oh that yeah whole album
1: everybody hated each other yeah <laughs> they
0: all hated each other and they still went into a into a, a studio and made that album.
2: yeah that's pretty awesome actually. yeah it is and then she did that My Dead Pets thing, and that kind of brought her into this psychedelic place, yeah. formed this connection with the... <laughs> not the Screaming Trees guys. Who, Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming Trees. And, and then now she's... you know The Malibu album was a, a whole different sound that uh-huh. took me a while to get used to, and I eventually really liked. And it sounds like she's still kind of in that place with this single, but she's just guest appearing. But I think she has been recording. I'd be curious to see what she does next. Yeah, Mark Ronson songs are other people's songs, though. It's like... Uptown Funk is a Mark
1: Mark Ronson song, but it's not a fucking Mark Ronson. It's a Bruno Mars song.
2: I I I am smack in the middle of this discussion. I think that the people who produce and mix and DJ these songs probably deserve some more recognition than sure. they used to get before this era. But I also don't think they need to be on the front cover of everything.
1: Yeah, I don't need to know what a DJ Khaled song is when... He contributes 3% of shouting in the background.
2: Well, yeah. Yes, and
1: maybe and, he's and, doing and the beats all and all DJ that. all DJ
3: Khaled! Exactly.
1: But like Rihanna, like uh, Wild Wild Thoughts. That's a Rihanna song. Even though there's another featured guest on there. Like, that's a Rihanna song. Yeah. You're not going to associate that with DJ Khaled, even though he keeps reminding you that he's on the show. <laughs> Too late to apologize. Too late. <laughs> oh it's one republic i thought it was one republic one republic yeah that's but yeah right. that's a Timbaland track Timbaland did that um that's got like a
2: lot of the Timbaland feature like the yeah p- 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 p-
1: yeah yeah p- 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 that kind of thing
2: that's gonna be fun for your ears later when you're editing this mm-hmm. Psst, every time i accidentally do that kind of shit on a narration i'm always like into like oh i'm so sorry because <laughs> <the pops> <laughs> i'll like i'll mess up that up and i'll go fuck i'll be like oh sorry i just screamed fucking your ears you didn't know that I was coming <laughs> Yeah, I may have to do this later because. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I may have to do this later. <laughs> <laughs> the privacy it's of not my own up. It wants me to install
0: an app.
1: <sighs> it... I can use like three percent. I was <laughs> gonna say we can't use yeah. most of that. <laughs> well, you're definitely not going to use this.
0: Um... <laughs> no, <laughs> because. uh... <laughs> it's good to know it's kind of like when i saw what appears to be brian cranston in the middle of one of those hobbit movies <laughs> there's, like, there's like a big crowd scene a dude looks exactly like cranston is in there i looked up google and everything nobody was either they're not saying anything or he's uh, or he's i don't know i mean that's I guess a, i mean or he's definitely not brian cranston it's that's just somebody who looks like it um but uh i actually looked it up and there was like i think there might have been a reddit board that came up that somebody said that looked like brian Craston in the end of that Tobit scene or whatever and but i was like that makes sense it would make a lot of sense for him to just be randomly in a crowd but yeah
3: ooh,
1: ooh,
0: ooh,
3: anyway i want to sex you up TikTok, don't stop